Hey everyone, this is Britt Wagner. I just want to say thanks everyone for listening. Uh, quick editor's note, we lost a little bit of the recording at the end, about five to ten minutes, but we still have most of the juicy content that you're uh, wanting to check out. So apologies for that, but enjoy the episode. Thanks. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to the MTG Painful Truths Podcast, episode 27. We've got the same crew as always, Brett Wagner, myself, and Cole Kirkman. Cole, how have you been? I've been good. You know what I've been doing lately? What's that? Which doesn't, like, you probably don't care as much, but... Um, so well, I don't the listeners own... might. The listeners well, yeah, might. you, you, yeah. So I don't own a PS5. Um, I own a PS4, unfortunately, I'm a little behind. But God of War just came out. Um, it's very good. I've been watching a lot of uh, Let's Plays of it. I recommend if you own a PS5, you should play it. Brent, I know you don't, but to listeners out there, if you own a PS5 and you haven't played God of War yet, you should 100% play it. It's very good. I've been playing, and I finally got, I finally broke you down, and I've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap. Yes, like I have last... also been playing a lot of Marvel Snap. I've been playing uh, since basically like pretty hard for a week. Um, like they had the 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 end of the the Spider-Man uh season pass and I completed that those missions within just a few days and then immediately got the uh uh the Black Panther That's the Black Panther one. Black Panther one. I'm grinding on that and just building decks and uh Tyler we we've been kind of sharing some deck lists together. It's it's pretty fun like it's just it's, quick, easy, and like it's just a lot of fun. Like it, yeah. it's something you pull up, do a couple games that take maybe like ten minutes, and then like you put it down like really fast. Right? Yeah. It's just like I was like, oh, I have time for a game. Let's let's you know. Yeah, that's where I've been. Like I'll be in bed and I'll be like, yeah, I can probably play a game real quick, and then. Right. Yeah. It that's been a lot of fun. I've been playing a lot of that. Um. So Cole, we got the set. Oh, I guess we'll call it the set overview of good cards of brothers war yes yeah these are always uh these are always like my favorite episodes um probably your least favorite because it's the longest ones but uh we have a lot of fun oh no i thoroughly enjoy them it's always fun to like get ideas and talk about and and then later it's it's more fun later when i realize that i'm right about some cards and then some cards we never talk about and then we're like wow Right, we but like we miss like the the go to example is Outland Liberator. It's like we didn't talk about it at all, and then like the next weekend, it's like all right, we both need these this card for our sideboard, um, and then like I miss Cultivator Colossus. A lot of Amulet Titan players did, but I mean that um, one, yeah. There there are some that are like it takes a person to break it. And you're like, oh wait a minute. Oh oh yeah, we were among the many who missed uh, Ledger Shredder too. Yes, I I definitely I will never not admit that I didn't see the power level of Ledger Shredder until. Uh, oh oh yeah, it yeah it's after you see it the the second connive trigger and you're like oh this card is uh, bananas. <laughs> yeah, why is this card so fucking annoying? This is the best thing that's going on the t- that's on the table right now is this Ledger Shredder with the with this dice on it. It's like yeah, I was just saying, and then they better. get like they get like massive. Oh yeah. Oh, they combo super well together too. Like the second legislator is just bonkers. Yeah, when your opponent goes through their deck like in two turns, it's pretty pretty gross. <laughs> right. So yeah, we're gonna do the Brothers War. We're gonna do the same uh, uh, 
pattern as we've done before. So we'll go through the color combos, white, blue, black, red, green. And then we'll do golden colorless cards and then uh, lands if they they are interesting. And uh, I think there's a couple. I think there's a couple, yeah. This set was definitely lighter on um, on any unique lands. Like it's, it's definitely like a finish of the, the cycle like they said they were going to do. Right, yeah. And then like... I think there's like a couple of rare lands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's if we think it's interesting, we'll talk about it. But we're definitely um, well, and we'll go to the same pattern. Uh, I'll just go over what I think is good, and uh, you'll just circle back on things that you think I miss. If that's good with you. Oh yeah, always. All right, cool. So let's start with white, and this is the first one that is interesting to me is Calamity's Wake. The uh, one of white instant uh, exile all graveyards. Players can't cast non-creature spell this turn exile calamity's wake so it's pretty easy to see the how this could be good like just uh two mana exile all graveyards and also a silence um i don't think this card really gets there uh like in in modern because it would be the modern sideboard is where this card would see play where it is a great living in hoser and it also stops the Rhinos, it's another two-mana counterspell for white, uh, which I guess doesn't exist, but I'm still a little, like, not terribly sold, but maybe it could see some play in, like, these uh, fringe decks that this might be their best option. Like, maybe Hammer or something that plays it. I mean, it, it, like you said, it is two-mana instant, like, Hosa living in spell or or Rhinos. Right, yeah, it's, it's probably, yeah, it's like rest in, like, maybe you don't want rest in peace, uh effect or maybe you want something like this where this one goes wider than rest in peace of course where it just like it also stops the rhinos like it it it's it goes a little bit wider than rest in peace could so yeah yeah so yeah i i think this is something to keep an eye on but probably not day one um i don't think it's necessarily very good for day one. Oh no yeah i don't think it's gonna be like i, I definitely haven't read it as a card that like people are gonna blow up about like right now and be like oh we have to if you're if you're death and taxes or something, why are you not playing this card? Right, but I, I would say like maybe in that like a DNT style where you're just like mono white, but you need like you know in a like mono white humans, you get decoration stone because that's kind of the best effect to deal with the you know, problem card or whatever. Um, it could be that where it's like well the man is not good in the deck or it's not worth splashing the second color, so this is the this is just the best we got kind of thing. Yeah, though, I mean, the thing, though, it, we're talking about humans and Pioneer, right? Sure. Oh, you were right, yeah. Yeah, the thing about that, though, is, like, they have just Rip, and they're like, okay, cool, I'll, I'll just, like, if I turn to a Rip, you have to answer the Rip, and I don't ever have to win with it. True, right, yeah. That's, like, that's kind of where humans is, is, like, I'd rather play this turn two thing and then never have to look at it again. Right. Because humans right. taps out, like, all the time. Right. Because Especially with their man lands. Uh, like, uh, Mutavolt, mm-hmm. they want to be turning them sideways, like, every turn if they can. Now, I will say, though, we in this set, there's an archetype that will be prevalent. We'll talk about it, obviously. Um, but there, I definitely think the deck that could exist, which is the other tribe that we'll be talking about, could probably play this. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Like, if they don't want to play Rip, they could play this. Right. Uh, next is, uh, or next on my list is... Uh, I think it's me rail or oh, my the rail myth, the shield. Mythic? Right, it's a card that uh that showed up in my previous. 
Yeah, I got spoiled wrong. It's four It's four mana for 3-4 uh, legendary human soldier. During your turn, your opponents can't cast spells or activate abilities, artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. So it is kind of a... A Grand Abolisher. Sure, yeah. And when this creature attacks, create X-1-1 colorless soldier artifact creature tokens where X is the number of soldiers you control. So... Uh, in the soldier's deck, this could be a potential top end where you have four that you are attacking with, including uh, Myrel, and then you create four tokens. So it, it just like the snowball effect. Maybe maybe kind of win more ish, but it could potentially just be a a huge high impact card for like a soldier's uh, deck. Yeah, I mean, having the Grand Abolisher effect on her is really good. The your opponent can't do things on your turn, right? Um, yeah. And in addition to being an aggro card. So now, the story about this card, though, is like she got spoiled originally as a 2-mana two 2-3. Two, it was white-white, and she was a 2-3 that did all of that. And when I first saw her, I was like, this card's absurd. So uh, everything else is the same? Just Yeah, the everything two else was the same. Okay. And I was like, that is insane if she's a 2-mana two 2-3 two, with all this other text on it. Because for humans, like that would be crazy as your curve. Like, turn one, Dauntless, turn two, this thing, and then, like, go. <laughs> like, you have right. to kill it, or on my turn I get, like, three attacks. Like, forever. Like, she's, she's very good. At four mana, she's obviously more fair. Right, um, yeah. I definitely think she could be a top end. At least for standard soldiers, I'm sure. Um, For Pioneer, I it's just... Adelaide's just so good. Now, to be fair, though, Adelaide's not a soldier. He's a knight. <laughs> Right. So if you're playing a soldier tribal deck, which was the other tribe I was talking about earlier, listeners, uh, is soldiers. There's a lot of support in this set for them. Um, they're, I think, the most pushed tribe in the whole set. Like I think there's like a, a literal ass load of cards in the set that talk about uh, them. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. But yeah, so there, there's a lot of cards that support them. And fortunately, in Pioneer, a lot of the humans are soldiers. Yes. So yeah, you do get to are. play a lot of them, like Thalia, Thalia's Lieutenant, and other stuff, and then all the soldiers are humans. Yeah. So you get a lot of cross uh, cross help. So it, it's interesting to see, like, as of recording, what is this, Monday the 14th of November? Uh, yeah. As right. of this recording, uh, next weekend, or this weekend, is the regional championships for Atlanta. Where all of these cards that we're going to be going over will be legal. I'm very curious to see what that format's going to look like. Right, yeah. Because one of two things is going to happen. And we might do another episode before then if we're going to try and make predictions or whatnot. But um, what's either going to happen is it's going to be... People are going to try to innovate. Which is kind of hard because like the set will just then be out. Uh, so, you know, if you're not like a part of a big team or anything, it might be a little difficult to get some of these cards. Right, sure. Um... Because I know, like, I mean, not everybody can shill out, like, $40 for a set of a card. Especially yeah. one that you might not be, like, super, like, like, it might be a list of, like, oh, I need, I just want to try it before right. the RC. And then it's, like, I spent $40 on a place of Myrels, because I think they're, like, 16 mm-hmm. And then she never sees, like, <laughs> your your deck box. <laughs> so now you're just yeah. out 40 bucks, and then, like, you're never going to get that. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. And just locating and all that and upcharge and stuff like that. So it is a little bit more difficult. So either one of two things is going to happen, in my opinion. Either that RC is going to be the same format as we're in right now. Basically, with some 
uh, some new cards. We might do a segment. Brett mentioned it earlier. I meant to talk to you about it. Um, your possible cards for a specific deck. Sure. Yeah. I kind of I kind of want to do that, so we might do that uh, when we sure. hit, when we hit that part. Yeah. Um, it, sh- it should be easy to read between the lines of what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So we'll probably do that. Uh, so like that deck gets new toys, but then every other deck like it, it will basically be the same. <clears throat> yeah. Or like I said, or there will be some innovations that happen like somebody breaks a deck because there are some very powerful cards in this set but there are also a lot of very supporting cards yeah like like dominaria united had a lot of like cards that led archetypes or like built archetypes or built into them like Mm -hmm. uh, leyline binding helped create domain as like a a playable archetype in a lot of other formats including letting you have uh uh the hippo as a companion right yep um well, this set, though, to me, has just more cards that, like, decks just get better tools with. Because mm-hmm. there, there's some very good cards that are like, oh, wow, this card's, like, just a better version of a card that exists. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are definitely a couple of those that are like, this card has already existed, but now it has better wording on it. Right. Um, so it is just a, in, interesting to see. I will say I'm very, like, the set looks very good. Um, obviously, we've already done pre-release. We had a lot of fun. Um... I will say for me, the sealed format is, is way less fun to me than Dominaria was. Because <laughs> uh, they definitely uh, they definitely made the mana a lot harder in this format. Right. It was kind of wacky. I, I didn't realize we'd get those uh, those. Yeah, I will say artifacts. those are absurd. So in the set, we're not going to go over those cards. So we, I, we'll bring them up real yeah. quick. So when you buy this set, they created a thing for the set called... I don't know what they're actually called. I think they're called Archive or whatever. Whatever they're called. It's basically just reprints of older cards with old borders, i.e. Mishra's Bobble, Mox Amber, Worm right. Coil Engine, um, Charbelcher. So you get these cards. With well, could those have been like Worm Coil, could that have been in the pack? Yes. Oh jeez. I'm glad someone I didn't someone see got it. one. Oh jeez, I bet they won a lot. Um <laughs> Nick got a platinum angel. It's pretty good. Yeah, as I say, so, so you can get cards out of just regular packs of these things that are like they're like I played against an Aether Flux Reservoir. Oh gosh. So like there are cards in this that are like absurd. So And that that is the sealed format, right? Like these yeah, you th- these, play are, these those cards. are packs. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of draft too. Uh you those are in draft packs. Oh man. So you can pack one pick one of Wormcore Legend. Okay. So I will say Seems those like when we played sealed definitely made the format a lot less fun to me. I'm sure if yeah, I pull no. a warm coil, they would have made it a lot more fun for me. <laughs> but no, like it definitely has that like where you could draft the best cards out of the set, and then you play against somebody who did get a warm coil, and you're like, oh, well. It's like the Glorybringer back in the uh... yeah, but at least that card was a part of Amonkhet. Like <laughs> the warm coil is like not like a... no, but still, it's just like that was just by far the best thing you could be doing in that yes, draft yeah, yeah. format. Which is like, all right, turn five Glorybringer, exert, and... kill your best bomb, like go, yeah. Yeah. Oh god, exactly. I remember drafting all my kids. That was so gross. Yeah. But yeah, so the set's really cool and it has that going for it. But it uh if you if you play limited, you know, just just know that going into it. <laughs> that yeah, that's true. You, you might sit across a, a couple warm coils in your day. It's coming up. Yeah. It might like uh make the uh because I know like histor- like the past number of years, like there have been pretty good draft formats. This one might not be. Well, I know Streets was because... really bad 
like streets of capenna sure no and, but but like on average i would say like there's we've had a lot of pretty good oh yeah yeah, yeah. i formats. agree with that yeah but like this one might just be bad because of the 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 random warp coal engine finding its way in the in a deck yeah or the random platinum angel yeah because i had like even like spring leaf drum like which that was in my pack and i was like i had an aggro deck i was like hell yeah i'll take basically like get a mana back when i cast a creature spell yeah kind of keep going like even that card was like really really good so i watched numat he did a draft and he got a platinum angel and then he also got uh, a blue-white card we'll talk about later that makes copies of cards. So he, at one point, had, like, six Platinum Angels. Ah, uh, that seems pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just to let you know. But, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll continue. So we talked about Myrel. Yeah, or, so yeah, next... Myrel. Yeah, Myrel. Uh, the next one I have uh, is Recruitment Officer. This was, like, our early one of our earliest previews. It's the one mana, two one. You can pay four mana, three and a white. It's it's also a human soldier. You may look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card th- at three mana value or less among them, put it in your hand. So this is just, like, a one mana, two one, base rate, model white deal. And if you have mana, you just can do this ability and just kind of draw a card. So this was, like... In the humans and or soldiers deck, you can just... Like, this would replace uh, Thraven or is it the Dauntless Bodyguard? Or no, uh, Soldier of the Pantheon. Soldier of the Pantheon. Yeah, it was a different one. Yeah, or this would... the one-mana one-two. The right. hopeful initiate. Like, this card, regardless if soldiers becomes a thing, is going in humans. Right, yeah. It's it's in those really good tribes. Yeah. Which, yeah. Like, we saw and... this card get spoiled and we were like, alright, humans is... This this is a card for them, yeah. Like before any, we saw any other support, we were like, "This this is their card." Right. There was a, yeah, like one man two one in those style of decks. You're like because th- this is going to be one man two one like healthy amount of the time. Yeah, that but has like, a late game potential. Like if you're in a board stall against like another right. aggro deck, like now you have a card that draws cards. Yeah, there was a one man two one. It was a white weenie that would if you had like city's blessing it had flying oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i know what yeah. you're talking about yeah so yeah that was a pretty good random upside this one's also pretty good like you just draw a card well to, it's, it's to be fair than, back like, in that day uh white winnie played the healer's hog sure right and that was like, like the th- best one drop of all time yeah like we have spectral slayer in blue which one man one one flying with four mana draw card this activated ability is better because you always yeah. find it yeah you'll you pick the best hit. card well you can whiff well, no, unlikely. Right. You you can whiff. No, right. You can, but like Spectral say you're just getting a random card. This one, you're getting a random card, but a you're getting the choice card, of a, you're but, getting the choice of a better card. Right, exactly. Like you could be like, okay, because it gets any human, right? Uh, creature or any creature. Yeah, so like you could be like, all right, I looked at the top three. One of them's a brutal Cathar, but the other one's a Thought as Attendant. It's like, okay, which one do I need here? Right. So you versus get, versus like right. I just draw one of those cards. Right. Yeah, exactly. So this one, this one, pretty good, pretty good. Yes, uh, definitely. definitely. Probably the best uncommon, I think, in white. It probably is, yeah. Because um, I don't think I'm going to bring up an uncommon anymore, besides Calamity's Wake. This was like, this card's just... Oh, yeah, yeah, Calamity's Wake's uncommon, too, yeah. Yeah, this one probably better. I, I would if, imagine uh, for, for the formats that we play primarily, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to compare these two side by side, but uh, they're both, you know, anyway. Um, next, I have another human soldier at Siege Veteran for two and a white. It's a 2-2, two, two, so three-man 2-2. Two, two. Human sol- uh, soldier, 
uh, has the Luminar Aspirant trigger at the beginning of combat in your turn. Put a 1-1 counter target creature you control. Uh, also, when another non-token soldier you control dies, create a 1-1 colorless soldier artifact creature token. Card is very, so, card is very good. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's a great anti-sweeper uh, card. If you have like four soldiers, they sweep. You're like, all right, you're... I have a, this board is right back. Yeah, like it, to pay one more mana for a better Luminar Gasperin is like, yeah, like I'll take right. it. Like, yeah, give me a Luminar, but with just upside for one more right. mana. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sold. Yeah, yeah, this card. Yeah, in that same uh, pseudo human sol- or soldiers deck, it pretty good. Okay. Um... On, on the scryful search, you actually have all the the artifacts in the same section. So if there's a good with white color identity or like prototype, I'll include it. Oh yeah, um, yeah, we can do that too. Um, if so. there are one, I, I think say, there's. I don't think one. there is for white. There, I mean, there's there's Urza Silex, which does have the. Oh, white color that is identity. white. You're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's. I think that's the only one I want to bring up. Because there's a um, prototype that like puts a plus one counter, but it's also like five mana. Right. And it's on an assembly worker. Yeah. So uh, Urza Silex, real quick, is a three generic mana legendary artifact. Uh, He has the activated ability uh, two white-white, tap, exile Urza Silex. Each player chooses six lands they control. Destroy all other permanents. Activate only a sorcery. Uh, When this is put in the exile from the battlefield, you may pay two. If you do search your library for a planeswalker card, reveal it, put it in your hand, and then shuffle uh, this one just reads good, but I, I I haven't like read into like like for for three and four and two, so nine total mana. If you needed to do this all in one turn, it's a sweeper that lets you find your planeswalker card. But I guess you also just like I mean, it's also just like a good sweeper though. <laughs> no, right, right, yeah. You just even just like seven. It's a seven mana sweeper or just three plus four. Um, well, like the fact that it blows up just everything right like because you know a lot there is a lot of enchantments that steal things you know like banishing light enchantments so like oh, sure, like sure. like a uh, leyline binding <laughs> right so if yeah. you're like all right i'll nuke the board i get whatever's under the leyline binding back mm-hmm. and now there's an empty field yeah but what about your leyline binding too <laughs> well i mean if you're playing this you you might be just a good i don't know you may yeah you may be just be like a mono white deck and you can't play leyline binding or yeah. something like that or like blue white something um it just it just reads strong but it's i i i i don't necessarily see it here no i don't think it's gonna be in the formats that we primarily play yeah like maybe Uh, maybe like there's a white karn deck that plays it yeah those those decks have existed yeah like there's there's devotion decks of white that play karn yeah Okay, um, that's actually all the white cards I have. Is there? How the, dare you miss it? I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of scrolling through it, so I'm. Sorry well, I'm I... beating you to it. It's the last one. Are you ready? You feel uh, real dumb when I say it. Veterans power blade. Damn it. Yep. It's a Rex Age in white. <gasps> Lauren of the Third Path. <sighs> so yep, two to white, a two one vigilance. When Lauren of the Third Path enters the battlefield, destroy up to one target artifact or enchantment, and then has another activated ability, which is kind of weird. Uh, tap you and target opponent each draw a card. Shame on me for not seeing this. Yes, or this card is going it. to be very good. So she is a human, so she pushes uh, the human archetype. Like now you have a 
uh, Rex Sage and White, um, which is pretty good, <laughs> honestly. But really the big thing is in Legacy, in Death and Taxes, you play Caracas, and she is legendary. Oh, okay. So you can put her back in your hand and then do Rex Sage things again. That's a good point, yeah. So there are people talking about that for Legacy um, and Death and Taxes. Hmm. Okay. But I didn't, yeah, my... in Pioneer, like, she, she'll probably see Cyborg play. Like, she's just a Rex Sage. Like, Fires of Invention is one of the best decks right now, or becoming one of the best decks. And, I mean, like, humans doesn't really have a way to beat that besides just running them over. Right. But now you have a human that now blows up a thing and it gets bigger. Right. It, yeah, Mono White, Rex Sage is... Because I was going to say, you have, like, Cathar against them, and that card's not good against them. <laughs> right. Like, like, yeah, you could take the thing they go get <laughs> off of the thing, but, like... They leyline binding you, and then they go get a Tarka and wrath your bull. Right, and that's like oh, so like against them, most of the time you're having to like win a race, but with this you could be like okay, well I'll play this on turn three, blow up your Ignigmatic, then now you're like way behind. Right. So, Lauren is definitely very good. Yeah. Okay. My my bad. But that that's uh, it for white. Uh, I can't. And besides, like I'll give an honorable mention uh, to Kayla's reconstruction. Okay. So it's triple white X at a sorcery. And it's look at the top seven cards of your library, put up to X target artifact and or creature cards with mana value three or less from among them onto the battlefield, put the rest on the bottom. So it, it can be like a five mana Coco and white. Yeah. Because right. you look at the top seven regardless. Yeah. So you could do it for five and then be like, okay, I'll pick these two guys. Sure. So, it does nab artifacts, too. I don't think you would pick an artifact. No, or, I could see I, there being, like, a white devotion deck that plays this. Like, sure, a yeah. Yorian-style deck that's humans or something, and you just have this as extra. Gotcha. I mean, okay, Yorian's sure. not banned out of uh, Pioneer, so people still play him. Sure. Yeah, that's true. But that, that's it. That's all I have. Okay. Uh, going to blue. I guess the first one... Uh, not terribly exciting but I'll, i do i think it's worth bringing up it's just curate it's one in a blue for an instant surveil to draw a card so i will say for curate that is a okay. reprint uh okay it was it was even modern legal before yes yeah, so it was before... look up go look up curate real quick and yeah i'm looking it up now okay oh it says it's legal for everything oh yeah. it was in strixhaven read the text on it uh no, look at the top two. I okay, I didn't realize it's okay. Yeah, it's a stupid. it's a fixed wording. Yeah, so, so it's fixed wording for Strixhaven, where they have the surveil like completely. So I out. I was with you in the same boat. I thought Curate was a new card because of that. <laughs> well, no. So when yeah. I first no, saw, yeah, yeah. when I first saw it, I thought of it for like Phoenix, and then I was like, wait a minute, this is the same card that already exists. It just has the surveil two on it, so. <laughs> I'm assuming they're going to do that randomly, where they like reprint a card that was used to be not surveil, but now no, it is right. surveil. So that might be something we have to look out for. Yeah, because like, except for the one that I always remember, and I can't remember it now because I'm on the spot. But the it's like look at the top five, put any number back on top. Oh, there's there's two of them: tame, tame, uh, oh, uh, Timo scheming and contingency plan. Yeah, contingency plan. Yeah, I'm ready for that one to get reprinted. Yeah, to just you, say you, surveil five. 
It's a yeah, it's a paragraph of like Surveil Five. That's that. It's just Surveil Five. Yeah, I'm ready for it to be a blank card that just says Surveil Five. Yeah. for a blue and a generic. So. Yeah, because I know there was like a two mana uh, Scry two draw card, and that was the uh, Sea Ordain card. You know, yes. the enchantment with Flash. So I thought this was just like in the same boat. Like, oh, this is just better. Like, Surveil Two is better than Scry Two, but. Uh, it's yeah, like like I said, when I first saw it, because of how they fixed the text on it, you know, because it's not anything like the other card. Essentially, when you look at it, because it, it's shortened to just surveil two, like right. Besides, like when I because I remember when Strixhaven came out, there were Phoenix players that were like, "Oh, we'll play Curate over like Charter Course or Strategic Planning," um, because it can see three cards technically and it's instant right. speed. And then I saw this card and I was like, "Oh, we could play this card," because I thought. Thought it was new, and then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh wait a minute, this is just a Strixhaven card." <laughs> I was like, "Oh wait, what?" Yeah, but yeah, I do think it's a good card. I I actually think bringing it up is interesting because it's more for like showing what Wizards is doing for these uh because they had announced that uh, they were fixing uh like they made uh, Surveil Evergreen, and I remember clowning you last time we talked about it. <laughs> right, uh, right, because we because I was, said consider. Yeah. Should have had Surveil 1, or... Uh, I sur- it wasn't Consider. Was it Consider? It was Consider. Yeah, and then you were like, no, that's stupid. I was like, they're going to make... I'd stand by that. They're going to make... Because- and, they, well, and they did. They made Surveil Evergreen. I'm fu- no, I, I'm like, okay with... Like, Surveil is a great mechanic, and my problem was, like, it wasn't... Like, there is a there are cards that say, like, when you Surveil or whatever. Yeah, like- they're bad, and they're from... Yeah, they are bad. They're from Ravnica Allegiance. No, I yeah, but I'm just saying like it wasn't evergreen, so therefore it shouldn't be. No, like so I I guess I get what you're getting like, at because they also made landfall evergreen. Like there's not like a bunch of cards that have landfall on them. I, even just like in um we had channel that was in um uh, Kamigawa Kamigawa, and then the, the next set they had like a th- like two mana discard this card. You're talking about this territorial uh, or herd migration. Right, yeah, they had it effectively had channel, um, but it channel without channel. So, like it, it's, I just don't want like a one off card to say, oh, this card has cycling, even though, like when they did the triumphs in um in or the new triumphs, it they all had cycling, but it was not a set, set mechanic. Yeah, because I mean, you don't want to finish a you can't you can't really finish a cycle of lands like that and then not have the other cycle. No, the yeah. same the same thing on it. That I think is a little different than putting a new card with an old mechanic attached to it. Sure, I, I get what you're getting at. You're you're like I don't want to go to like a set where surveil is not a thing, but they just randomly have like like for this they have surveil two draw a card. I think it's the only card that surveils in the whole set. Right, like I don't want like renowned one to be sticked onto this card, which is that was an origin. Was it yeah, that was his origins. Set? Yes, yeah, renowned, it, renowned was origins. Yeah, because if like renowned one on this like. This two mana two two, you're like, wait, what's what's renowned again? Especially if it's like, you know, whatever. They'll probably be explained on the card, but just like, wait. No, so I, I could definitely see that because it, it, I, I do think there are certain mechanics that should be evergreen. Obviously, uh, you know the ones that everyone goes to is like trample and all that that are actually evergreen, right? Yeah, and and I do think that some like for a, whatever it's called, like a better play. Or whatever it's called, like just healthier look to the like play experience or whatever. Yeah, like giving surveil because, like, I will say, like, if you look at Tygum's scheming or contingency plan, it literally is a paragraph of look at the top five and put any number of them back on top. 
Right. And when you can just shorten that to be just surveil five, like, to me, lore is a big thing, if you know me, and, like, you can put, like, extra flavor text on a card that's interesting and stuff like that. I don't know. Sure. Um, and it just looks better, like, just to have the, the text surveil five. And then, I mean, it, I'm not going to lie, half the card's still going to be reminder text of what surveil did. No, yeah, that's 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 absolutely true. Yeah, like it, we say this as if it's literally just gonna have blank text under surveil five, then nothing else. No, it's gonna be surveil five parentheses. Surveil. Right. Look at the top card of your library. Choose if you want to put it in the graveyard or not. Right. So I mean, though they're eliminating a lot of bold words, they're still gonna be having a lot of like smaller like in parentheses words on there. I mean, I really do want like. A lot more condensed language because, like, magic cards. Like, I'm just like looking at a this scryfall. There's like a bunch of paragraphs on these. Like, well, especially like the problem that Wizards has been doing lately is every card just. Uh, and we talked. I think we talked about it on the podcast last time that like now there are no evergreen or uh, uh, not evergreen. There are no vanilla, vanilla creatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's a big thing because now everything just has to have like six paragraphs of text attached to it. Like, right. we're gonna get to cards on here. That fucking have like a story written as their text. <laughs> like, um, there's a black. Questing beast. Well, I was gonna say, there's or... a black card that I had to reread like three times because it's a whole ass paragraph of text. Um, and then there's a green mythic that's the same way. Like, there, it, like, there are just cards in magic now, like, that just literally are a book. <laughs> yeah. Printed because everything has to do something now. Like, you can't just have a, a vanilla, like, 3-mana three 3-3 three, three anymore in, in the game. Like, as I'm just scrolling looking, like, I don't even think there's anything that just does not do something immediately. Right. Or, like, there's there's not a, a like, a, just a blank do-nothing. Which, like, I'll admit to the standpoint of the game, like, that kind of makes sense. But, like, you can print, like, a 4-mana, uh, like, 5-5. Like, five, five. That doesn't right. have any words on it. Like, not everything has to be like, that's a bad vanilla. Not, like, not everything has to be like, oh, this is a three mana, like one one. Right. That's a vanilla or a three mm-hmm. mana one five. Like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what people think has to be the thing. Like, oh, they can't print vanilla stuff because it has to suck. It's like that's not true at all. Like, vanilla stuff can just be decent. Yeah. There's yeah. there is no Texas cards in the set. <laughs> oh. Besides basic lands. <laughs> So and that's all art sometimes too. Oh yeah, and I mean like that and that you know that's just me talking about it. Like it, wizards is just getting wordier as we go on. Like yeah, things are just doing way more things. Yeah, like and and that's fine. I'm not saying it shouldn't, but like to condense it is is greatly appreciated when we already have a mechanic that does what they keep wanting to do. Right. Yeah. Like they're not going to stop printing cards that say "Look at the top X." put that many in your graveyard right so like just to be able to say instead of that just go surveil six yeah and then be like oh, okay well i know. and then it also just makes like players like instead of like because you know i i'm i fall under this like i read my cards out loud when i cast them because i want me and my opponent to both know what's happening like right. when i played blue red pyro and i won that uh rcq like i got complimented a lot for my vocalization of like because my philosophy is my opponent should know how my deck works better than me. Like, by me reading it out loud. Sure. So, yeah. and, and my opponent, she knew. Like, she very much complimented me. I, she was on humans, I beat her. And, but she, like, she understood everything that was happening. There was never, 
a point where like I rushed it or anything. Like I read Treasure Cruise out loud. I was like, I will delve seven and draw three cards. Right. So it it helps a lot for players like that where it's like, okay, I'll surveil five, and we both know what that means. Yeah, uh, which which is a very minor thing, you know, because like no one's reading. I'll look at the top five of my library. Right. Like, but just being able to when you're playing at a competitive level, it'd be like I'll surveil five, and you and your opponent like okay. And if there's cases like in limited where it's like, you know, basically have, here's a card I'm playing that has like three paragraphs of text. And I was like, oh, let me see this. And I'm just like, no, it's just two mana, two, one. If I did other stuff, like I would explain, no, it's just two mana, two, one. Like, it yeah, like do pace else. of play is a, is a very big thing. Right. But there's our, there, there's our rant. Yes. At MTG Rants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so. That was you did. Which card was did you? Were you talking about? Yeah, oh, uh, curate. <laughs> oh yeah, curate. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The, I don't actually have a lot of blue cards. The I'm well. I mean, there's looking looking back at the list. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Yeah, but there is one that's pretty good. It's uh, it's a planeswalker. I was about it's to say. A, I was like, does it fall under the planeswalker mechanic? Oh, uh, yeah, oh yeah. And this one's a pretty good one. It's uh, Teferi, Temporal Pilgrim. Uh, three blue blue for a four loyalty planeswalker. Uh, static of when you draw a card, put a loyalty counter on Teferi. Uh, zero draw a card. So you know, quietly it's plus one. Ah. Uh, minus two. So go four to two. Create a two two blue spirit creature token with uh, vigilance, and when you draw a card, put a plus one plus one counter on this creature. Uh, minus twelve. Target opponent chooses a, per- a permanent they control and reveals and. Returns it to the owner's hand, then they shuffle each non permanent they control into its owner's library. Uh, so pretty good, pretty good ultimate. But notably, this 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 is a pretty good card. No, yeah. So it. So I, this card's very good. I'm not. I'm not going to say it's not. And I mean, obviously, it is. Like any planeswalker through the years that we've seen, that it protects itself and draws cards is like absurd. Like right. Gideon protected itself and killed your opponent and was good. Uh, this card can kill your opponent and draws cards. So I was pretty high on him. Funny enough, here's a fun story about him. We were at the Hala and we were playing. It was me and Alec and our buddy Nick. And they, you know, Morrow, when sets come out, he will put a list out of things that are going to be in the set. Uh, like different yeah. things to hint by. And he said that Teferi was going to have a new, or no, he didn't say Teferi, but he said there was going to be a new loyalty, like a new way to gain loyalty. And me and Alec and Nick were all like, oh, okay, well, it's probably going to be Teferi. Is you know it's why wouldn't it be? And right. we said I remember Nick was like, oh, it'll probably be like when you counter something, put a loyalty, and it's like that could be that. And then I remember me and Alec were like, wait a minute, I I guarantee it's gonna be when you draw a card, um, put a loyalty on him. And I looked at Alec, I was like, yeah, I bet money it's gonna be zero draw a card, right? But that was all that was all we had on him. But it was funny to be right about that. And I mean, it makes yeah. sense because if you look at every Teferi ever printed, they all like to draw cards, right? Um, yeah. And I mean, he's really good, and he does something that no Teferi has done before, which is he can kill your opponent. Yes. Very quickly. Yeah. Like, he gains two loyalty a turn if you're zeroing. Like So he's plus twoing. Is that your draw step? Right, right. Um, At minimum, too. So to me, his ultimate's a blank. Like, his ultimate's irrelevant as hell. Like, if you do it, you probably won the game anyways. Like yeah. You're just closing. Really, out. the thing about him is like if you're going uptick, downtick, uptick, downtick, like you're like that's what's winning you the game. 
Right. Like, and so we were talking, because our buddy Jacob is going to Atlanta. He qualified last season with Hammer. Um, he's a he's a really good guy. One day we'll bring him on. <laughs> um, but he, we have been spitballing Pioneer decks because, you know, like we said before, this set will be legal. So everyone's kind of scrambling, like, what do we do? And I remember I said that if, like, when he got spoiled to Fairy, this was before anything else got spoiled, I was like, if you want, we could really try to build a control deck because I think control is actually okay because now it has a way to kill your opponent, which right. it never really had before. Like, blue-white control, besides, like, Elspeth, I know Mikey's going to listen to this, so he'll message me. Um, but, <laughs> like, that to Fairy with five fairy will let you kill your opponent when you lock up the board so fast. Like you're right. not going to have these board stalls anymore of like, okay, well hopefully my planeswalkers will ultimate and they'll concede. It's like, no, I'm, I'm winning this game. Yeah. Like against opponents where like you're pressured anyways, and you're going to a low life total and like, you just don't want them to top deck out from under you. And you're just like, all right, minus two, make a three, three. Like that's a four, four. And that's a five, five. And it's a six, six. Yeah. Like, you have to kill this, and then this now blocks everything you're doing, in addition with Wandering Emperor. Like, it, it's just a very good card. And there could be times where you're just like, you're facing down a pair of Grizzly Bears or something. You're minus to create a blocker, pass. They chump attack into it, or they attack two twos into a two two, and you're just like, all right, no blocks, but now this is, now this will win combat, like next turn. And become, like, the token by itself is still just pretty good. No, yeah, yeah. Even with Teferi gone, like, if Teferi yeah. gains you life and dies, like, this card, like, the token still has the ability of, like, it's going to mm. get picked. Yeah. And I, I, at first I was like, oh, if you brainstorm it, you're drawing three, and you're just, like, skyrocket. I, I think that's pretty... Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, if you already have the second Planeswalker in play, you probably won. Doesn't matter. Well, I was going to say, like, with Five Fairy, like, Five Fairy doesn't usually win the game. Like, he's good, but he doesn't win the game on his own. But, like, with them two out, like, now you're drawing two cards a turn. Right. With a threat that's going to, like, get through everything. Yeah, you'll always be able to make a new token. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, you're on yeah. top of your lands. Like, that's the Splinter Twin for control now, I think. Yes. No, yeah, that's a good and point. that's what I don't think people are looking at right now. And I may be, you know, I'm probably being ignorant anyways, because I'm sure there are obviously way higher level players than what Brett and I are. They're, like, already knew this, and, like... I hope they win the RC with blue eye control with them too. And they're like, why didn't people look at this? Right. So. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next card. Yes. Okay. Next, I have. Uh, so that's actually it for non-artifact cards. Uh, so I'll go to the blue color identity uh, artifacts. Well, I guess uh, before you. So your last one was to fairy. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll let you do artifacts, and I have a couple. Okay, so, well, I have Arcane Proxy as my first one. Uh, it's a 7-mana uh, artifact creature wizard uh, prototype with one blue-blue. Uh, when artifact Arcane Proxy enters the battlefield, if you cast the exile target, instant or sorcery card with mana value less than or equal to Arcane Proxy's power from your graveyard, copy it, you may cast a copy. So, uh, for th- So, basically, three mana... One blue blue for two one. You can cast a two drop spell or cheaper. Cole, we we kind of had uh, a few discussions about this card in, in several spots, but um, I think I'm coming around to it just a little bit. Um, where, where do you like it? Really? I okay. So <laughs> that's news. I thought you were about to flame me. <laughs> no, uh, because well, originally you were kind of like. I, uh... 
Well, in 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 one, I would I was gonna flame you for one, but I'm not gonna bring it up. Um, unless you bring it up, then I will. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm gonna be treading water. So choose careful. No, okay. Uh, so, no, 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 no. I will. No, okay. no, no. Let me. I got. I'm a big boy. I'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna start with Pioneer. Uh, so for Pioneer, oh, okay. so for Pioneer, yeah. uh, I definitely think there's probably like I think I had a deck saved on my phone that I sent you. It was that uh, a fucking Demir deck or, or oops <laughs> that um, Soltai deck that played him with uh, See the Truth. Sure. So yeah, See the yeah. Truth that one card from Core 19 to everybody that like everybody wanted to be good. It's two mana instant. Look at the top three. Put one in your hand. Uh, it's. I think it's a sorcery, actually. Oh, that that doesn't surprise me. Just <laughs> right. Um, it's basically it's it basically anticipate for those who know what that is. Yeah, look at the um, top three. Pick a card, put it in your hand. But if you cast it from anywhere that's not your hand, instead you put those three cards in your hand. So if okay. you flash it back with this dude, you get to draw three. It's ancestral recall. Yeah. Yep. Even though we have treasure cruise, whatever. <laughs> um. So, like, for that, for me, like, I saw that deck. Somebody sent it to me. It played four Grim Flare. It was already sold. <laughs> yeah, but, I deck. Yeah, but going on, like, so for that, I could see it. It's not bad. I thought about it for my blue-red pyro, like, trying him. Because, like, unfortunately, Treasure Cruise is eight mana, which kind of sucks, because even if you pay the full tax. Oh, no, <laughs> well, I mean, he's only four. He's a four-three on the full, full thing. Um, uh, sure, right, yeah. Yeah, so on the little, like, he could get back an impulse at three mana, which isn't bad, and he's a blocker. Like, it's not like he's bad. The problem with him, though, in my opinion, when it comes to Pioneer, for the decks that are spell decks, they're all, like, on cruise or dig through time to some degree. And it's it's really right. hard because he's got to fight for that graveyard. Right. Like, that's why a lot of decks that or like the spell slinging decks in Is It or in other colors, like they don't really play a lot of cards that like care about being in the graveyard. Besides Phoenix, obviously Phoenix wants to be in the graveyard, and you can you play a lot of cards to to pay for your other spells via milling yourself and whatnot. Right. But um, or just playing a lot of card advantage and then Ledger Shredder, and whatnot. You go on for days about it, but it, it's hard to have a card that's like fighting for a slot when your graveyard's empty most of the time. Because like for Pyro. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been teaching Brent how to play Pyro a little bit. Um, nah, I got it. It's easy. It, it's, it is easy. You just make it much harder. Um, <laughs> so when playing it, though, like, your graveyard's usually always empty. Like, you're usually always dumping your graveyard away, like, every turn. Like, yeah, that you filling can't... it, dumping it, and, yeah. and using it, yeah. Because you just want to be casting Treasure Cruise. Like, the whole point of the deck is to craft the perfect hand and then set up with Jace while having, like, 45 tokens and then being able to win the game either way. So for him, though, it's kind of hard because, like I said, you don't ever have a graveyard most of the time. So it's kind of hard for him to just justify being there. Like, the the part I thought where he was cool was, like, uh, what's that? In, that removal spot's really good. Fires of Victory. Fire, fire, yeah, fire so, like, that for him is really good because then he's getting that back. And it's like, right. okay, well, I'm only losing a card out of my hand. He's flashing it back, and he's a 2-1. I wish he had a keyword. I think if he had, like, Flash or something, I'd be, like, way more sold on him. Um, obviously, because then he'd just be Snapcaster, but better for that regard. Right. Um, but I'm sure there's going to be somebody in Pioneer that like finds a really good home for him. He is a wizard. I don't know how much that matters, but he he does come out to be a wizard. So I'm sure there might be some wizard support that he could see play in, right? Um, or something or other. 
because if you have an anthem out and he comes out, he does check the anthem. Yeah. So like, uh, what's isn't there a wizard lord like Adelaide's? Yeah. Or no, uh, she just says uh, wizards have prowess. I'm sure there's like a wizard yeah. anthem or something, or there's another anthem you could play with. So if you do have anthems, he will come out as a three or two, and check that. Sure. Yeah. So like you know you can kind of go up from there, but like as a seven mana four three like that's kind of rough in Pioneer. Mm-hmm. That like you're only getting back so many cards that are good. Like if he wasn't an artifact creature, like I thought about it for creativity, but the fact that he's an artifact creature and he's competing with Gear Hulk. Like for that version of creativity, I'm not talking about right. Gearhulk. I'm talking about the other one. Like no, right. that—that's a lot rougher for him because then it's like, yeah. well, obviously Gearhulk's just infinitely better than this card for what you want to do, right? Um, and then if you're like trying to find a Plan B package, like why wouldn't you just go into like Holebreakers or something? Like like what your deck does, right? Yeah. So, um, now we're gonna move to modern. <laughs> okay, go for so it. So my original thought, and this is where I think I'm getting attacked. So my original thought. And I, I'm still, I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'm going to stand my ground on it. Okay. Even though you're, I, I think this is it. So okay. when he got spoiled, I brought up Pioneer and we all, like I just said, kind of were like, eh, like he gets back an impulse, like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be some Grixis deck that's going to like play the shit out of that card. That would be my hope. Like you can get back a Thoughtseize. That'd be kind of cool. Um, <laughs> sure. I mean, really the, the, the wet dream that I see on Twitter about him is see the truth. Yeah. Which, like I said. Just play Treasure Cruise. <laughs> I I hate Treasure Cruise. I play the card, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I said, and I this is not my idea. I'm not going to claim it was. I definitely saw this on Twitter, and I thought about it, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. And I'll, I'll stand on the hill with whoever posted the tweet. I'm sure it was Doomwake or somebody. Okay. For Rhino, who is known, who has known to make good takes in this set with cards. Oh yeah, well we'll get to a card that he made a take on. But, oh yeah, <laughs> but, uh, so it might not have been doing, but I don't know. But it's like for for rhinos, I saw that this card does cast it, so you can get your rhino spell back with them. Uh-huh. In addition to other spells you might be playing, because I think you can. No, I don't think you can flashback fire and ice. I don't know. I'm not gonna look into it. Um, but so I thought about it for that and I was like you know what that it wasn't so absurd to me at the time that I thought that I was like oh this doesn't make sense this is stupid as hell why would you do it because I was like you know what there is a point where you do all of your rhino spells or what have you like you cascade into all of them and it doesn't close out the game or something or other or you're against like four color or blah 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 like you just go through all your spells and he does add extra rhinos now I'm going to bring out a point that Brent brought up Prior to this, that was not recorded, uh-huh. Rent said, well, why don't you just play more Cascade spells? To that, I disagree, because if all of your Rhino spells are spent, then your Cascade spells do nothing. No. So, but I'm the, not wrong. No, you're in, in this scenario that never happens of you cast all your Rhinos, but you don't win the game. But I mean, so... I, sure. So, well, so, get... so here's, but that does happen, though. And, it do, and so I did think about another deck. I did think about okay. Living End. Because that does happen with Living End, because they are only on three, and there I have played many a game against Living End where they've had to do Living End multiple time. Like, you can flip into him, uh, or just play him. Is what I mean. Um, right. So yeah. like, and I'm sure there are other things. Like, I love Ancestral Recall in Modern, uh, Ancestral Vision. 
maybe he sees play with that. I'm not saying, though, like, I'm not going to die on the hill that he should be in Rhinos. I just said, for me, for him, that, like, you could tell me Rhinos would play him, and I would be like, it makes sense. Like, the game, the, the format is long right now. At least for, I mean, besides, like, the random combo decks that are in the format. Like, I'm not going to, like, uh, Yawgmoth's a free win for you anyways if you're on Rhinos. But, um, <laughs> like, uh, like creativity stuff, ETC, what whatnot, and that have you, Merc Tide. Like, games, decks that make games go longer. Uh, I guess Rakdos Midrange. I guess they went back to being a midrange deck and not a weird combo deck. Um, that's what it looks like. Oh, well, they're still kind of a weird combo deck. Weird. Either way. <laughs> um... But, like, games like that where, you know, you're going long. Oh, and actually, to my merit for that with uh, Rakdos is there are thoughts these deck anyways. So, like, your Cascade spells, like, if you have a Rhino in your hand, which happens a lot of the time, because you do see Rhino players where they, like, keep a hand that they have to keep because that's Cascade spell and then Rhinos. Right. Like, you know, you know what they do always on turn one, which is suspend the Rhinos. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't play Rhinos. I've never had interest in playing Rhinos. Uh, that's, like, probably the lowest on my chart of decks I've ever wanted to play. um it's just not cool to me it just seems boring sorry sorry to everybody that plays i'm not gonna say that because i've definitely seen rhino games where like a like where you have to make a choice and if that that choice can kill you um sure so i will say that it's not it's not like oh like i mean yeah on the base on the surface yes it's like plan a plan plan a is plan a yeah but i have seen games where you're like a rhino's egg and you're like okay well like i need to set up before i burn this cascade spell right so I, I will say that I have I have definitely 100% seen games like that. So I don't think the deck's like crazy simple. But like I said, I'm no Rhinos professional. I'm nobody like that. That like that's not my deck that I play. I have no real like interest one way or another. But if like Jacob came to me tomorrow and was like, "We're playing Arcane Proxy in Rhinos," I would be like, "Okay, can that make sense?" Like I would like. To me, it makes sense. I know. I, I'm sure that was the deck. Am I not wrong? That was it. Yeah. yeah so that was. Th- I know Brent's like we have discussed this a decent amount of times. That's why I was surprised when we brought it up the first time that he actually. Was no, up. I mean it, it's it seems like like see the truth is like in Pioneer that seems like the best thing you can be doing with it. But you're also right where it's like just these blue X decks. You like you just want to fill it like like in the blue red in your deck. You just want to be like treasure crew is the best thing you can do. Yeah, and, like, and the whole point of your deck is you're just trying to you're just adding ammo for crews. Like that, that's like the right. whole thing about that deck and Phoenix to an extent too. Because with Phoenix you play temporal trespass in addition to treasure crew. So like, right, this card is fine for its life. <laughs> like if, if it was to go in those decks, like right. it's just yep. it's just fine to cast a single card. Like besides yep. itself, like I've had plenty of games with Phoenix because I've been playing Phoenix a lot lately. Um. More so than Pyro, just because Phoenix is a lot of fun. Uh, even though I will always continue to shit talk it, uh, <laughs> but uh, like there are a lot of times in Phoenix where like my graveyard is just empty until like I burn off a turn, right? And like that card, I just and and like for Phoenix especially, it's three mana. Like I just don't see Phoenix at a point where like hell yeah, this is what we're doing, right? Like it wouldn't surprise me if there's like a blue black Ledger Shredder deck. That like plays that and see the truth. Like the Sultai deck that I sent you that somebody shared, like that seemed like a perfect shell for what that that deck wants. Yeah, like you're kind of like a dirtily mid range deck, and you're like playing Grim Flares, and you're like, all right, I'll put the see the truth in my graveyard. I'll play this Arcane Proxy because I think what it also had Micromancer and stuff. 
Yeah, the Micromancer and one drops. Yeah, yeah, so like those decks, like yeah, because then you're already a spells deck. You're never eating your graveyard because you know you're not playing like any of the Delve spells. I think it played like a Murderous Cut, but like that's like four to Delve or something. It's black and five. I think. Yeah, so like, it's but the, the, it leaves a lot to the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Like, because I mean, if you're playing Grim Flare, you might be milling yourself like four a turn or something. Right. So, so for that, yeah, but I it, like to me with Arcane Proxy via Pioneer, like. Until somebody, which I'm sure will happen, someone will break it. Like, there will be some, like, I can't believe people didn't see this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, flashback this spell and, like, you just, like, set up, like, infinite or something. And, like, I'll be like, oh, okay, well. Some <laughs> obscure, like, cons of Tarkir card or something that, like, no one's right. ever heard of. Um, yeah. Which happens with these sets. Like, that is definitely a thing that always happens. Where people are, are like... Like, we, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, people were kind of coming up on Refurbish lately from Kaladesh. Because mm-hmm. the set does have a lot of high mana artifacts. So, like, that's something that people True. were like, oh, yeah, you know, remember Refurbish? And it's like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah second at the Pro Tour. It did. Yeah. But, but yeah, so for Pioneer for me with him, like, I think he's very low. But when it comes to modern, like I said, if somebody told me and they were a grinder and were like, we're going to put... Arcane Proxy and Rhinos, like, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Brent's obviously going to say how it doesn't. No, well, I'll, I'll be quick, and I, I think it's, I think it'll be ridiculous for Rhinos to play, to play this, because, like, you need, like, you're, I think you're just, my understanding of the deck, I think it's, I think it's very easy. You just mulligan to having a Cascade spell, and then that's, like, you'll you'll have a good chance of winning and a second the more cascade spells you have the better um arcane proxy i just don't think is a cascade spell Uh, like or it it doesn't count it's not like a fake cascade spell like it's not transmogrify as a creativity it's like it has to be after the first one and um well sure and that's why to like my extent like from what i would see and assume is that they would play this as like a two up for like late games or cyborg it could be a cyborg card Maybe. Like, yeah. if you think games are going to go long, like, it's not, like, the worst card you could bring in. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the deck well enough, so I'm not going to speak on anyone's behalf. Well, I, I play have... Amulet Titan, so I can speak on behalf of every deck ever about what should be done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. As a Tron player. Right. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's just my take. Like, it, it, in modern, it seems like, I, I don't know what it would be, like, where it's good. Like, Ancestral Recall seems like the best one. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's other like random cheapy spells or something that we're not thinking of. Right. Like three mana, two one cat recast and consider is just like very mediocre. Like I would, I would want to dream a little bit. Um. So for blue, I, I guess I just have one more left, and then if there's something I miss, and I did miss a pretty good one, white, but in blue I have the temporal. Anchor, <laughs> you, you missed anchor. one of the best ones in white. Uh yeah yeah I did okay uh but uh the temporal anchor three blue 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 for a legit artifact uh, at your upkeep at the beginning of your upkeep scry two when you choose to put one or more cards in the bottom of your library while scrying exile that many cards from the bottom of your library during your turn you may play cards exile with the temporal anchor so just in layman's term at the upkeep you'll scry two cards to the bottom and you exile them and you can play them on your turn yeah, it gives you an extra hand yes yep exactly. Um, I I guess I brought up the card. I don't exactly have a home for it. But it's just like six mana. You get to draw three cards basically uh, per turn. Is how I read it. 
Yeah. Um, it, it, I think to me it's more of a commander card. Yeah. Like that's that's how I read it. I mean, it, so to me it's like it's good, but like I think it's more of like a commander card. I don't I don't really see a lot of like constructed decks that like this is gonna be good, or yeah. like crazy is what I mean. I should say. Right. Okay. Uh, actually, I do have one more card. At I think you may have brought it up yourself. It's uh, Zypher Sentinel. Uh, one in a blue for two one flash flying uh, human soldier. Very relevant creature types. When this creature ends battle, return up to one other target creature you control to its owner's hand. If it was a soldier, put a plus one plus one counter on Zypher Sentinel. Uh, no, this card was not on my list, but now that I see it, it, it that's pretty good. Yeah, it's just like you like you could just block like if it, it pairs well with itself, like just bounce its other Zypher Sentinel, like chump block, save it. Like Yeah, it seems pretty good. Uh, I think about it more with Thalia's lieutenant. True, yeah. Yeah, just like Yeah, oh that is true. Actually, yeah, this card seems really good. Uh, it has to be like, it, has, so it has to be a soldier to get the counter. Well, but, I mean that's yeah, that's you your whole deck. <laughs> no, sure. Like, but real. like Thalia's lieutenant, is that a sol- that's it not is, a soldier? It is it is a soldier. What? Okay, cool. It and Thalia <laughs> are soldiers and Thraven Inspector and Soldier of the Pantheon. Uh I, I didn't know okay. Okay, never mind. Yeah, no, a lot if you look at the humans deck you'll you'll <laughs> quickly realize that like I think it's like ninety five percent of their deck are all soldiers. Well, I knew there was a lot of like overlap so, with humans and soldiers. So you lose Dauntless, you lose Hopeful, you get to keep Kithian. Uh, you lose Luminarch Aspirin, but you get the new guy. Uh, Thalia's a tenant. Thalia's a soldier. Uh, you lose Adelaine because she's a knight. Brutal Cathar is a soldier, and then uh, you lose Extraction Specialist. Okay, still that's pretty good. Pretty good selection, though. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, good cards. And you're getting Especially new like stuff. Thalia's lieutenant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the other big thing, is you're getting new things to go with it. Right, even just like, alright, we're going to uh, like kill or exile this, your Thalia, Garia Thraven. It's like, okay, well instead I'm just going to pay two mana to protect it, put it back in hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. actually, as we, as we keep talking, it just seems like it gets better and better. And two, two mana, two one flash. I guess you always have to. No, you don't. It, returning is optional. For some reason, I thought it was mandatory. Return up to one. Oh yeah, it is. It just by itself, it's fine. Yeah, it's pretty okay. good. Okay. Yeah, actually, yeah, pretty good. Um, any other blue card? Uh, the last one for me is. So I'm going to give an honorary mention to Urza's command real quick because sure. we're never going to mention any of the other commands. But. <laughs> Yeah. So for standard, it's going to probably be pretty okay. So it's two and two blue. Uh, choose two creatures you don't control get minus two minus zero until end of turn. Uh, create a tap power stone token. Create a tapped uh, construct. Why has it tapped? And then scry one draw card. It'll. It's the only one that's an instant of the command cycle, which is ridiculous. But whatever. Um, <laughs> I, dude, yeah. it's so wild. But it's probably going to be the only one that like ever sees the light of day. Yeah. Um, that's that's an honorable mention, but a real card is a Sky Strike officer. Officer. So it's a two and a blue human soldier. It's a rare. Uh, it has flying. Whenever Sky Strike officer attacks, create one one colorless soldier artifact creature token, and then uh, it says tap three untap soldiers. You control draw a card. So it has crit breaker text for soldiers. I I did miss. I knew about this card. I just completely skipped over it. Yeah, I, I mean, to, I'll give it credit. To be fair, it's pretty medium. Like sure, it's it is three mana. Would crit breaker with one mana, you know? Right. So that that yeah. is a 
<laughs> that is a big difference. And Cryptbreaker made uh, more zombies. Yeah, but at, at the cost of a card in your hand. Wait, right, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think... Uh, like, it, it could see play. I think it's okay. Yep. Uh, anything else for blue? That was that was all I had. Oh no, that, that's it. Okay. Uh, let's go to black. Uh, okay, this one broke. Uh, Doomwake. Uh, Diabolic intent. <laughs> it did. It very yeah. much did. It broke him. I, I think. He, I think he's better now. But he he kind of went off the deep end. So uh, one into black. This is a reprint from I guess a long time ago. One into black. Additionally, you have to sacrifice a creature to cast the spell. And then you search your library for a card, put that card in your hand, then shuffle. Uh, so you're playing four of this in Greasefang, right? Not a chance in hell. Okay. <laughs> so Sodek responded to him about that. So, so Doomwake, just just in case someone, he had like a, what, 10 to 20 minute video. I didn't watch the video. Oh, uh, I didn't watch the video either. Card. I just saw it was the Twitter. He, he thought this was the most busted thing they could reprint in and magic was this card and but but yeah just precursor he thought this card was insane do wake yeah i mean so it, so when it first came out his thought was like grease fangs absurd and like sodek came and was like hey no <laughs> we like we have eldritch <laughs> evolution like which is infinitely better for what we want to do right and and that's true like i've been sold on eldritch evolution via alec like if you want the combo card like that's the card for it no i agree i agree um I didn't watch the video, but then... So I will give it to... I mean, Doomwake's a competitive grinder, and he's a way better player than I'm ever going to be in my life. So He's a great streamer. One of the best streamers. Yeah, so, like, no flame here, but, like, it was pretty funny to see that. He did calm down, though, and he was like, okay, so this probably be a card for, like, Rakdos Sack, which made more sense, you know, because you can go, like, claim the Firstborn, take their thing, Diabolic Intent it, you get to go tutor up whatever, and they lose their thing. The sailing there is really high to do stuff. But like even, he, even he got to stream with it early, because for a minute on moto reprints were legal and he was like right. i probably would not play for this card yeah so and like i said I, th- I think there will probably be some like combo deck that gets to play that card maybe like vanifar combo or something that just sure. does get to play it people are thinking about it for modern a lot more i did see a couple of people talk about yogmoth with it but then again though it's competing with court of calling and eldritch evolution in the same shell right yeah so i don't know like I said, it it, it 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 is a busted card in itself. Like any tutor is really good. Yeah. Um. It just like it'll just be interesting to see what deck does get to break it. Yeah. Versus like the you know the decks that do exist. Like it wouldn't surprise me if if like fucking I don't know like rogues or something play and they're like really good. Sure. Yeah. Like that. That I think would be. Like, like I would, I would expect that more than like any of these other like random decks. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to be fair though, it is brought up on this list though because it is a good card. Like, it is, no, it, right? It, it is. Yeah. We're not saying it's not, but. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, uh, definitely seems. I mean, search your library for a card kind of text is really good. Yeah. Any any tutors usually, if they're cheap, are good. If they're cheap, if they're cheap, yeah. Uh, next, this this one you fell in love with. This is Gix, Yawkmoth Praetor. It's one black black for a 3-3 three, three. legendary Phyrexian Praetor. When a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, its controller may pay one life uh, if they do draw a card. 
Uh, alternatively, there's an activated ability for Black by Black discard X cards. X on the top X cards of target opponent's library. You may play lands and cast spells from among them among cards exile this way without paying their mana costs uh so the activate ability is like a, it's a lot of mana but just the face of git or just fit gigs on the face three mana three three uh pay a life draw a card when you deal combat damage this seems pretty good so i was really high on this card because to me it gave one deck that kind of died um in pioneer which used to be tier one. Like this deck that I'm going to mention used to be like tier zero, really, for a long time. Which was the Model Black Aggro deck, right? Yeah. And the problem that the deck had was like you would burn out, and then that was it. Like you would burn out, and you're like, okay, well, I'm out of cards in hand. You know, my board didn't kill them. Like I'm going to lose this game. Mm-hmm. But now it gave that deck a whole nother way to stay in the game via now all your creatures draw cards. Because it's not like you're not turning sideways most of the time. Like, you're playing all these other cards. Like, there are a couple cards in the set, too, that are really good that will go mm-hmm. over in black that do help that deck out. So, I brewed a little bit, you know, just with cards that were legal at the time. Because Gix was the only, like, black card spoiled at the time that, like, made sense. But, like, we playtested a little bit, and it did feel, like, very good randomly. Where you're just, like, turn one, like, one mana, two, one. Turn two, two mana, two, three, death touch. Turn three, Gix, and it's like draw two, lose two into shield right. grid. So yeah, and then he also just gives you like late game potential, like if you're like fucking on turn seven or something, and you have like four <laughs> cards in hand. I mean, hell, right. hell, two cards in hand let you draw, like let you cast two spells. So yeah, that's true. No matter what they are, yeah, yeah, yeah. This card, this card, I'm pretty pretty hyped on. I. I want it to be good we didn't find any in our pre-release i don't think no he's he was 15 dollars at our pre-release and i don't think he's gonna stay that price for very long so yeah yeah i I kind of agree still good though still good oh yeah still very good yeah uh next card uh this one's all this one is a reprint uh also uh go for the throat at one black uh instant destroy target non-artifact creature uh, this might be the best uh, two mana black removal spell in Pioneer. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. at the time it was only competing with Heartless Act, right? And Heartless Act is a good card, but like it, uh, it's just a little rough because, like, you know, you you randomly come across a guy that's got counters or something, like, or puts mm-hmm. a plus one counter, and it's like, oh, this sucks! <laughs> like, damn it! Like, this card just can't kill it anymore. And then the other two mana removal spell that they would play is like eliminate, but that one's like really restrictive, right? So like this one, yes. At, I will say though, this one is format dependent because like let's say the format just goes to heavy artifacts for some weird reason. Like then there are random cards that like don't like that you can't kill, you know? Right. Yeah, but, it, I mean, it's like, we have, like, th- this, the non-artifact, yeah, you're right, it just kind of depends on the format, like, if all of a sudden there's artifact aggro. Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, all of a sudden, artifact. like, yeah, in soul or, like, affinity or something. Yeah. Like, like, those things happen, then, yeah, like, go for the throats a little worse. But, but right. as just, like... In an open field, yes, it is the best removal spell we have in Pioneer. That's at two mana. Right. 
Yeah, and before we had Infernal Grasp, which I think I said was the best one. Oh, yeah, that one's unrestricted. I still think that one's probably a little but, better, but it's just rougher because, like, same thing that we just... You lose said. two life to do Yeah, same thing time. that we just argued is, like, you're losing two life to cast that spell. So against, like, Mono Red, it's like, what are you going to do, turn two, shock, do that, lose four? Right, yeah, exactly. Like, die to Mono Red, like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it, it, and, yeah, so... It, it, I'm sure Go for the Throne will see way more play than like most other cards because in most scenarios, Go for the Throne is is going to kill everything. Especially, well, especially and most of the time they do always do anyway. I was gonna yeah. say, especially if we're just talking about like in the field as of today. Like, if you yeah. look at the meta, then yes, then you're gonna kill like every creature that matters. Right. Okay. Uh, next card. I'm I'm now on the artifacts. Uh, is I'm gonna go with Razor Lash Transmogrant. This one you you were pretty high on, and you, when you we saw that in spoiler season, two mana three one uh, artifact creature zombie uh, can't block six mana return trans uh, this card <laughs> this card uh, from your graveyard to the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it. This ability costs four generic mana, lasts to activate if an opponent controls four or more non-basic lands. So in constructed formats, it will probably just cost two mana to just bring this back as a 4-2 creature. Yeah, so like, this was another card for Mono Black that I saw, because like, if you're in Mono Black, you're probably playing Scrap Heap. Yeah. And like, this guy is just most of the time going to be better than Scrap Heap. Right. I will say there are matchups where this card will never come back out of your graveyard. <laughs> you know, i.e. like... Mono he- humans. Yeah, humans, <laughs> like... And, and to be fair, they do get to points where they have not basic lands. Sure, like, yeah, but like mono blue spirits, though. That's oh yeah, that's like just, that's all basics. Yeah, so there there are and like mono red, like there are matchups that like <laughs> this card is never coming back. Right. But to me, in that same sense, is like scrap heap also is not great versus those. So that's true because like yeah. scrap heap's never getting in against humans most of the time because like Adelaide has vigilance. Yeah. And Scrap Heap can't block. Right. So. No, still pretty good. No, pretty I, good I definitely think this card's very good. Yeah. Um. So, actually, I think that's all I got for black. And uh, But I I know there must be something I'm missing. There's one more. Okay. Um. So, honorable mention, by the way, is Hostile Negotiations. When I was talking about cards that have a paragraph of text, <laughs> it's that fucking okay. card. I got it as a yeah. pre-release promo. I had to read it, like, four times. Okay. I'm not did gonna... you play it in your deck? I did. Okay, and and to be fair, when you play it, and you know what it does, it it's so easy. But it's, I mean, you have they have the, you have to have the paragraph. To yeah, no, it makes it, sense. Like, I'm not going to read it. You feel free to look it up. Yeah, uh, hostile negotiations. Yeah, so. it's it's so much text. It's basically just black factor fiction. Yeah, uh, but you lose three life to do it. Yeah, but the card that I was going to mention is Misery's Shadow. Okay, so All black right. and one. Uh, it's a two-two. If a creature an opponent would control die, instead exile it. Uh, and then it has one generic, uh, it gets plus one, plus one to let it turn. Uh, this is our version of Dothy. For Pioneer in the two slot. True, yeah. Like, And also the fact that the, the activability isn't restricted. And there's like no downside to it. Yeah. Like, it is a mana sink. Like, I think the card's going to be really good for specific decks. Like, there are, I mean, obviously if you're against Phoenix, like... The way that Phoenix beats mid-range decks most of the time is by, i.e., just outvaluing them. Right. So if you have this guy out and you kill a Phoenix, the bird is gone forever. 
Yeah, true. Also, just like they, they, they I heard, I've heard this term on limited resources, like the threat of activation. So it's like you're attacking with a two-two with like this ability, like pay a red, make it a three-three, or like, or like, you know, whatever. Bump, bump, bump the stats. Like, okay, blocks get awkward. So if you just like on turn four, you have this. Yeah, attack with this. You know, you your opponent's like, okay, doing math. Okay, this could be a six-six. Well, I can't. I don't have good blocks, so I'm not going to block my with my three-three. Then you're like, all right, take two, and then I'll play four drop instead. So yeah, it just it turns into a shock. Right. Yeah. It just it's it becomes really awkward to block. It just gets better as time goes on. Like, yeah, this seems pretty good. Yeah, it definitely. It like it might not have a home right now, but it wouldn't surprise me if it gets a home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's definitely one I missed. It seems pretty good. Like, it, it, I think that same mono black deck, this could be a pretty decent Oh, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I was already thinking about, like, uh, Trespassers in the board, but, like, this guy's just good. I thought yeah. more so, too, when I saw him, like, there might be, like, because there was already a mono black Devotion deck uh, with, like, Grey Merchant. Like, you could, oh, yeah, that's you could true. play him yeah. in there because you generate, like, a buttload of mana. And then it's a force block, like, yeah. In, as we get to the mid-late game, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so that's all we got for black. Yep. Okay. Um, next. So the first one. This one's kind of, maybe kind of weird. And Cole, you probably weren't expecting this, but are we in? Which, are we in red? We're so in red. Okay. We're in red. Uh, so bitter reunion. It's uh, oh, oh, I know. Is it the enchantment? Yeah, so it's enchantment, yeah. uh, two mana, uh, one, two. It has the tormenting voice text. When this enters the battlefield, you may discard a card. If you do, draw two. Also, activate ability one, uh, one generic mana, sacrifice, bitter reunion. Creatures you control gain haste until end of turn. It's a, com- uh, this, it's a common, right? Yeah. It is a, co- it is a common. Uh, but this was, I brought it up because it was in a theory, uh, like a. Yeah, I saw it in there. Creativity deck. This was a one of. Um, so in theory, you could just like bring back a high impact creature and give it haste. Uh, I don't think it's like the card. I don't know if it will stay in the deck as, as like it gets innovated and optimized or whatever, but it seemed like because it made its way there, I was like, maybe this card's a little bit better than I, than I thought. To me, it feels like the same way that like faithless mending or not faithless mending. Uh, what's the one from modern horizons that people, uh, faith, faithless salvaging. Yeah, like, everyone tried that card when it first came out, and then we're like, this card's not good. I feel like it's almost the same way. Yeah, I, I said, all right, Phoenix is back when I saw that card. Yeah, like, I feel like it's almost the same case, where it's like, people are like, oh, we could do these things with this card, and then play it, and they're like, never mind, this card is not that good. Right. I mean, this this was in play because there is, you sac- discarding cards was a, a a feature of the deck, of, of that specific deck. And well, I'll, I'll talk about maybe a little bit more later as we talk about better cards. Um, but yeah, this one kind of seemed interesting. Yeah, like I don't think it's bad. Yeah. Uh, next, Brotherhood's End. Uh, this one I already pre-ordered a few, uh, two playsets. Uh, this card is uh, very good. Yeah, this card's very good. Like um, when we talk about cards that just are cards but better and like, yeah, absurd. Like this card, I and oh my god, I just read that it says each planeswalker. Right. This card, yeah. This card is so good. Yeah, so it's one red red uh, sorcery. Choose one. Brotherhood's End deals three damage to each creature and each planeswalker, or destroy all artifacts with mana value three or less. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a uh, maybe the the anger of the gods replacement. 
it's really hard to replace anger. Yeah. Now, I will say, though, I will, I will say this. For, for the format currently, most of the time, anger is irrelevant in the sense of exile. True. Like, I will say that. Like, yes, against Phoenix, sometimes you get the haha got him. Mm-hmm. But Phoenix is not even playing anger. They play sweltering sense because it cycles. Right. This card, it just has so much text on it. <laughs> like, I, for Pioneer, unless, like, there's a graveyard deck that runs around, that kind of, like, okay, so for Mono Black, I said Scrap Heap Scrounger, and I said the 1 mana 2 1 that comes back with Raid. Right. For yeah. that instance, yes, anger is a lot better. Sure. Because it's like, I will answer this problem permanently. Right. Otherwise, this card is just universally better. Yes. Like, yeah. I don't know how good Power Stones are going to be. We haven't talked about Power Stones, but this set is a ton of support for it. Right. So I don't know if Power Stones are going to be a thing that is big in Pioneer, if somebody breaks them or whatever. Yeah. And if that is the case, then, like, this card just nukes those. Right. Like, it is destroy all. And now Wizards, what they've been doing lately is, like, to every Red Sweeper, they want it to hit Planeswalkers, too. So, like... <laughs> it, like, it's just the fact that it could kill, like, a Planeswalker you've been having to deal with, in addition. I mean, yeah, it gets, like, in the Phoenix versus uh, uh, Green, you could... They get their card activation, maybe get Tormod's... Or, you know, maybe they get something, but it's like, you can kill their Dorks and their Karn. Like, you finish it all off. Yeah. Um, too bad you can't also take that Tormod script that they probably grabbed with it, but still, like it's, the the effect is good there. And I was playing Sweltering Suns in the uh, in my uh, blue red creativity in Pioneer, and this is a, basically basically a strict upgrade. Yeah, well, I was gonna say with Sweltering Suns, it Sweltering Suns does turn into a draw card if the card's dead. Yeah, that's true. Like that, I will say is why I think Sweltering Suns is really good still because like Sweltering Suns had the upside of like, okay, I'm against humans. All my one mana removal spells have dealt with everything. Like they're they're mm-hmm. breaking out. You know, like they aren't casting like four things a turn. Right. So like this red sweeper's bad in my hand. Yeah. Because I'm never gonna cast it. Or yeah. in the sense so so uh blue red pyro played anger in the board. Right. For that like against humans, like I would bring it in, but there was a lot of times where like I was ditching it to uh connive triggers. Yeah. So, like, Sweltering Suns for that would have been a lot better, because then I could have been like, okay, well, at least I can turn this into a draw card. Sure. Because I'm, I'm answering everything anyways. Yeah. Cou- counter Counterpoint to that. Yeah, I agree with everything. Um, like, I would say Sweltering... That makes Sweltering Suns a better main deck card, just because it's like, it always has text. If you bring in Brotherhoods in post-board, you probably expect it to deal three damage to, to everything. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. There, there are decks that do just main board sweltering suns right now. Like there are Phoenix variants that do. A, yeah, as of this they, recording, like there are yeah. Phoenix variants that do. S- same as a uh, blue red creativity, like and Tyro was a main deck. And yeah, sure. So like it, it does, it does make sense. Like sweltering suns definitely was a three mana sweeper that like people were sweep like sleeping on, and then now are like, oh wait a minute, this like at worst case is three mana draw card. Because, right. I mean, like, yeah. against, like, like if you're mainboarding a sweeper because you're worried about humans, because it is, like, one of the highest played decks in the field, but then you sit across Rakdos, or not, not Rakdos, that's a bad example, but, like, I don't know, some, like, higher mid-range deck or something, where it's, like, a sweeper's not great. Right. Or, like, control. 
this to be a better example. You're like anger of the gods has no text, while sweltering suns at least would draw a card. That that's true. Um, so yeah, for that yes, I I definitely think. Um, but this card has way more text and does like fifty five things. <laughs> right. I I don't quite get the uh, see how there's, it's valuable to destroy all artifacts that are cheap like that. As of right now. As of right now, yes. Yeah, I, I could like, I could agree to that because like I mean the format doesn't really. There are a lot of artifacts in this deck or in this set. Yeah, there are. Yeah. So like, it wouldn't surprise me. It, it, like, it, like we brought up, like in Soul, like if you do this to in Soul, like that's true. Like they're yeah. they're out. Yeah, because <laughs> like you know sometimes in Soul just gets big, but this just destroys yeah. everything. That's true. So so like it, I think it is format dependent, but for the most part, like if it's in competition with Anger, they both have the same thing of like. We're playing anger because like it's sometimes good against Phoenix while we're playing this card because it's sometimes good against like all these other decks. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, next, I have is uh, Felden uh, Ronum Excavator, two mana, two two with haste, uh, can't block. When Felden is dealt damage, exile that many cards from the top of your library. Choose one of them until the end of your of your next turn. You may play that card. Uh, so this seems like really good for mono red aggro. You just uh, awkward to block this thing because it will just it just uh, turns into more cards. I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I like this card. Yeah, it has the red text of never not turning sideways, which is like very relevant. Right. Yeah. Um. So actually, uh, the next I have is Mistress Command. Uh, that we weren't so- bringing up any more commands. Okay, so the ne- the actual deck. No, I do want to bring up Mistress Command because I think the effect, like it, the modes are just good enough where it's where it's worth considering. I will say that the speed of the card, I think, is what makes it awful. The, the source, well, yeah, but also it's like, okay, so here's here's the modes real quick. So X in a red, uh, choose two, choose target player that they may discard up to X cards, then they draw a card for each card discard this way. Uh, deals X damage to target creature, X damage to target planeswalker, target creature gets plus X plus zero and gains haste until end of turn. Yeah, you're right. The speed's kind of poopy, but it's also just like three mana. Like if you have four, like three or four mana, like target this creature, target this planeswalker. Like there's so many, like it's, it's very versatile. It's like, all right, kill this, like three mana, shock this thing and I'll get filter two cards. Like I could start digging for something better. Like, I have too many lands. Um, I, I'm a mid-range deck. I don't need these lands. Or whatever the case is. Um, it just seems... Like, that's, that top mode seemed pretty strong and strong enough for me to want to talk about the card. Yeah. Uh, the 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 other... Like, t- dealing X damage to target creature and or, and or target planeswalker, like, you could just... It could be just easy two-for-one for, for several mana. I don't know. I just kind of liked it. I don't think it's that bad. Like, I'll, I'll give it that. Like, I just, to me, it, just sorcery speed is what just kills me on it. Like, every time I read it. Like, just if it was an instant, like, I'd like it a lot more, obviously, because it'd be better. But I definitely think out of the commands, it's second. Like, I don't think the other three are anywhere near the other two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this might be better than the blue one, honestly. Just I don't know. The blue one makes a big body for, like, the deck. Like, the, the problem with the blue one is... The blue one is, first off, it has the benefit of being instant speed, so, like, you're never tapping out on your turn. 
And second, yeah. for the deck you're going to play this in, like, the body you're making with it is going to be infinitely better than most cards anyways. True. Like, really, the thing that Urza's Command should read is it's choose one, and then at the end of whatever you chose, create a tap zero zero. Right. Like, that's mainly what is going to happen with that card. Yeah. Like, because that's the best part of that card. Because, like, if you're, like, if we're saying standard and you're a Power Stone deck or something, that, that artifact's going to be... Like, that's the only way to make a construct in the whole set. Yes. So, yep. like, worst case scenario, like, you're making a giant creature. Right. So. Yep. Okay, uh, next, uh, new Lava Coil, Obliterating Bolt. Uh, one in a red for a sorcery. The Obliterating Bolt does four damage to target creature or planeswalker if it would die instead of exile it this one i already bought play sets of it's just a card that has that's incredibly relevant and dealing four is way better than dealing three so well, i was gonna say like like we mentioned before a lot of the set is a lot of cards just upgraded so yeah. like this is just literally lava coil but like better i i mean there's a big difference between three and four also in this current format with well lava with coil hits for four did it yes Oh, I thought I did three for some reason. No, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, no, this this also hits for four. So okay, oh, just strictly better. Yeah, it literally is just they just added that it hits planes. Okay, okay, Which is, my bad. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So Wizards is doing that for like every red spell. Like I'm ready for fiery impulse and lightning axe to go at planeswalkers. Like because planeswalkers are so yeah. prevalent now, it's just really hard to have all these other really good red. Like like uh, we were talking about earlier, we were kind of looking at sideboard guides for different decks. Right. And, like, yeah. when you look at, like, some of the red deck sideboard guides against, like, control, it's like you board out all of this main board removal you have to play that just mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. hit anything in their deck. And that's just, it's kind of, it just sucks to have, like, like 10 blanks in the main. Right. So it, it's, it is nice that they're, they're fixing that a little bit. Yeah. And I'm not saying every red spell has to hit Planeswalker, but, like, having some, no, sure. having some that are, like, meant to deal with board states. Like the Red Sweeper, like the the one we just talked about, and then this one. Like these aren't like main boardable cards, but they have extra text. Right. So that's my opinion on it. No, yeah, I agree. Uh, so next one I have. Uh, so I'm 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 already at the the artifact section. Uh, I have Phyrexian Dragon Engine, uh, three mana for two two double strike. Oh, you put that under red. Uh, it just goes under section. Yeah, I mean that's fine. I mean, talk about it now versus when we get to it. So, uh, let's talk about it later. We'll talk about it later because it it kind of. It, it's I think, kind of so. Fun. So I will say for okay. So for that one, let's talk about that one when we hit the multicolored. No, yeah, it same, kind of makes more sense. The same thing for the other thing. Yep. So we'll we'll do that. But is that all your red? I I think it is. Okay, so I have two. So I'm gonna give honorable mention. Monastery Swiss Spear got reprinted. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know how yeah, that worse, worse art though. Oh yeah, no, I hate good. that art. Um, yeah, it's not very good. It is not good. But uh, yeah. it got reprinted. Uh, I am interested to see if it affects standard in any way. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's not like a reprint where it's like new to Pioneer, which would have been insane. But right, yeah. like it. It is interesting just to see what it'll do with standard. But the other yeah. card I have is Mechanized Warfare. One and two red okay. enchantment. If a red or artifact source you control would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent opponent controls, it deals that much damage plus one. This okay. card is very good with a card we'll talk about later. Um, in addition to like certain matchups in Pioneer, it's hard to talk about this card without talking about specific things. But 
a lot of red removal doesn't kill specific things in the format, like fiery impulse and whatnot. When we talk about like right. green being four fours and stuff, mm-hmm. so this card does let you hit all of that. That's true. Um, in addition to like your lava coil that hits her five. Uh, yeah. So it won't surprise me if that card sees play. Um, like it makes young pyromancer tokens into two ones essentially. So sure, yeah. It will be interesting. I don't think it's bad, and I don't think it's that great. But I think it's <laughs> I, don't, I think it's good enough. Okay. Like it is a card that like I have thought about like using in some sideboards. Okay. Because like for red, like for for blue red pyro, turning all your pyromancer tokens into two ones, it makes it trade like a lot better. Now I will say for my pyro version, it's just a wall out deck, so like my pyro tokens could be fucking o ones for all that matter. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. But for like if you're the blue red pyromancer deck that plays like Crackling Drake, you're you're trying to close the game out. And turning sure. turning all of them into two one uh beaters is really good. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for red for me. Oh okay. Okay, cool. Uh to green, uh I guess the first one it has to be Audacity. Honestly, uh, that card yeah, like honestly. Yeah, so green for uh Enchantment aura, enchant creature. It enchant creature gets plus two plus zero and has trample. When it's put in the graveyard from the battlefield, draw a card. Um, yeah, it's just good. new rancor. New rancor. Is it strictly better rancor? No, rancor or comes back you to your hand. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, not better. Um, I guess like rancor must be better than right. Well, so because... like this draws a new card, while rancor will always go back to your hand. Like you will always have rancor as long as that creature dies, right? Yeah. So I, I think rancor is obviously like gonna be way better because this card only gets you one new card while rancor will get you rancor back every time. Yeah, sure. But I do think it lets boggles and pioneer be an actual deck again. Yeah, because like the problem was the boards, like board states were getting so wide that you could never get in, but now you have a a thing to give your big dumb thing trample. Right. Because you didn't have like daybreak cornet and stuff. Right, yeah. Uh, next, I have is uh, right next to it in the in my list is Awaken the Woods. Uh, X green green create X uh, green forest dried land creature tokens. Uh, this is this one is like currently the most expensive sp- card in the set. I was about to say that. Yeah, it's it is the most expensive card uh, for the formats we care about. Do we do we think it's good? No, I think it's definitely a commander thing. Yeah. Okay. Like it is a cool card. I definitely think it's very cool. But yeah, like making dried arbors seems really sick. But I definitely yeah. think it's a commander card. Like I definitely think that's why the price is so high too. It's a mythic. It looks really dope for commander. Like right. So I mean, maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like if yeah. pioneer, like there's a green deck that plays it, that'd be dope. But it's just yeah. kind of hard to read a card like this and then like think of like the fact that's in the same format as uh, that green white one from Ravnica. Right. Uh, March of whatever. That has Convoke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes, like, lifelinking soldiers or just regular soldiers. I don't remember. But, that like, that card is an instant and has Convoke, like I said. So <laughs> it's kind of hard to compare the two. Yeah. If you wanted an effect like that is what I'm getting at. Right. I thought it was funny. They're affected by summoning sickness. So don't tap them for mana. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's on the, on the uh, card. Um... Next one I have, this one you may have not expected, but it was brought up by Fran, uh, Amulet Titan streamer, 
So I, I, th- I was like, okay, let's let's hear it out. It's uh, Bushwhack. It's green. I was actually, so before you get into it, I was actually yeah. going to bring that up because I didn't think you were going to bring that up. Because okay. that card, I don't know how great that card is, like in a deck, but that card is just a card is very good. Right. So it's uh, green for a sorcery. Choose one. Search your library for a basic land card. Reveal it. Put in your hand the shuffle. Alternatively, create target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. So he brought up. Uh, so Fran brought this up. Uh, if you happen to have, uh, like, let's say you have a hand that has maybe two of, like, you play a play set. So we're, you know, we're kind of, we're digging deep. Is find your basic forest, which the first one's kind of can be a big deal against like Blood Moon, which is like the biggest thing that attacks uh, the best way to attack Primeval Titan decks or Amulet Titan. So this one finds the basic forest, which is a big deal, which is why we ran Secure Tribe uh Elder. Elder. Yeah, I will get Elder and Scout mixed up. But yeah. Steve. Why we ran Steve was to find a basic, because the first one can kinda unlock the rest of your hand if you have Dryad, which can get get you the rest of the way. Alternatively the fight, uh same same thing. If you have Dryad, you can just punch punch the magus of the moon if that's what what we're dealing with. Um That is an interesting argument. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I don't want to say I'm like sold on it. No, right? Like I, I haven't. I've already bought foils for Amulet. Like, I'll, what card I'll bring up later? Um, I did not buy foils for this one. If that tells you anything, I, I, I it's just it is so super narrow. It's only for those. It's like kind of mediocre. I mean, I, I, the card is good. Or, or sorry, mediocre in that context, but yeah. it is. It, it is, is a good. It is a good card. Yeah. Like card card has a lot of text on it. Like like I said, it's coming out with every set now where every card like does like five things. Right. Yeah. Like it, this is prey upon, but with a split card to do something else too. Um, next one that was brought up. I was also brought up by friend. It, it's kind of interesting. Can it's I fade get from his? I was gonna say, can I guess it? That's oh, fade. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's so each player who it's two green green as sorcery. Each player owns an artifact or enchantment, creates a two two green bear creature token, then destroy all artifacts and enchantments. So this will wipe out all artifacts and enchantments and leave behind a two two bear if you had either one of them, or I yeah either one. Um, I I don't. It's it's powerful, but I don't necessarily just know that it goes somewhere. So, for eternal formats that are not Pioneer, okay. if you want an effect like this, there is one that already exists called Fracturing Gust. Mm-hmm. At one more mana, you get it at instant speed, and you gain two life for everything you blow up. That sounds probably better. Yeah, it, And it's it, also white mana, right? You can no, it, it's for... hybrid, yeah. Or green-white hybrid, yeah. yeah. So I will say, for that effect, if that's what you're looking for in modern and whatnot... I think you would want fracturing gust. Yeah. But for Pioneer, like it that it really depends where the format goes. Like if artifacts see like infinite amount of player or whatnot. Right. Like if artifact and enchantment. I mean there are like fires. Like fires is a thing, and I don't think we have like a destroy all enchantment sweeper. Um no, I don't think so. So I mean this yeah. does help against that if that's like a matchup that you're worried about. True. Yeah, it, it, to me it kind of reads like um, 
my commander group is getting a little out of hand, so I'm going to play this instead. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't quite just know that it has a home immediately, but maybe. Uh, next card. Oh, oh we have a reprint. Obsolent Bailoff, two green green. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to bring him ATB, up. ATB, gain four. If a spell or, or ability opponent controls causes you to discard Obstinate Bailoff, put it onto the battlefield instead of your graveyard. Uh, it's or exists in Modern, but in Pioneer, it's a reprint. Yes, yeah, so it's probably going to be very good for, uh, for Pio. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, four mana, four, four, gate four is pretty good. Yeah, just by itself. Um, okay, so this one's a bit much, but Titania, Voice of Gaia? So I will say, it's Gaia. So <laughs> Gaia, sorry. Oh, my bad. So I will <laughs> say, for this one, we will bring up the other one. Yeah, the so land. So for, for these, yeah, I was going to say, for the cards that we will be listing of these, of the meld cards, we'll bring up both at the same time. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I'm good with that. Because it's kind of uh, hard so to t- read the backside, like, later. <laughs> right, yeah. So Titania, Voice of, uh... Gaia. Gaia. Yeah, that's what I said the first time, but fine. Gaia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, okay. Uh, so three mana for Legendary Elemental Creature uh, with reach, uh, with three, four. Uh, so three mana, three, four with reach. Whenever one or more land cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, you gain two life. So fetch lands, you gain, you gain two life when you pay the one. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, if there are four or more land cards in your graveyard and you both own and control Titania and a land named... Argoros Sanctum of Nature X on them, meld them into Titania uh, uh, Gaia. Ga- Gaia. What? Oh, you keep changing. Okay, sorry. I didn't. It's still Gaia. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, the land, Argoroth Sanctum Nature, is uh, a non legendary land. Uh, enters the battlefield tapped unless you control a legendary green creature. Uh, and just tap, add green. And alternatively, you can pay two green, green, tap. So this and four other mana. Create a two green green bear creature token, then mill three. Activate only as a sorcery. So when you have so be of your upkeep, if you if you control four more land cards in the graveyard and you own both Titania and Argoth, you meld them into Titania Gaia Incarnate, which is uh Star Star, Vigilance, Reach, Trample and Haste. Uh its power types are equal to the number of lands you control. Uh when it enters the battlefield, return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. And you pay four mana to put four plus one plus four counters at target land you control. It becomes a zero zero elemental creature with haste. It's still a land. Okay, that's a little mouthful. Yeah, it's uh, a lot. It's a lot. So, so base, it's Titania. It's a three mana, three four with reach. And when lands get sacrificed, you gain two life. So that's kind of the first part of this. Um, it's... So does this does this is this pioneer good? Do you think? Um, <laughs> it's hard to say because like everyone's gonna look at it for the meld. Yeah, I mean that's like yeah. what happens with these kinds of cards is people are like, well, if you flip it, like you win right. the game, and it's like, well, yeah, no shit. I definitely think out of all of them, she's probably the easiest to flip. Like. Like I'll, mm-hmm. uh, the other one, <laughs> one of them's absurd. <laughs> like yeah, the, okay. the combat one's absurd. We'll get we'll get to him, but right the other one's an activated ability. So I think this one, like, 
you just need a land, which is like you're, you're gonna play anyways. Because the other two require spells. Well, this one is. A... Well, this requires four or more lands in your graveyard. Well, that's what I'm saying. Which... But the land feeds into that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So like, like you're you're gonna play lands. So like, it's free right. to play that. And then like you can play Titania as like a two-two. Or so yeah. when I think of these cards, I think of like you played this 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 one that the good half as a four of, and then the other half as a two of. Like the land would be. Yeah, you play the land as the land legendary, or is it just land? No, it's it's not legendary. Okay, so you play that as a four of, and then like you can play like two Titanias, and then like you just have that like okay, I'll flip them at some point. Now, obviously, when we get to some of the other ones, there are some that you probably play four and four, i.e., one of them because like both sides of those cards are good. Oh no, I yeah. won't say that. You probably play four and two with uh, the creature as a four of, and the other thing as a two of. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, she's good. Like on the front side and on the flip side. I just wish the creature could mill more, like, that she could mill. Right. Like, whenever she turns sideways, mill two or something, like. Yeah. Like, the fact. It, it's, it, is it seems a, a little tough. Yeah, as I say, but I, I will, I mean, she's splendid reclamations when she flips. True. So. Right. And, so I will say, and we did talk about this, uh, for standard, and maybe even pioneer, you do have run in seven. True. Yeah. So, like, you do have cards that. Do help with lands. And then you have, like, Seder Wayfinder and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah Greasefin kind of plays the, the good mill cards, too. Yeah, so, so I can... mean, there might be a ramp deck that just plays... I mean, when you flip to Titania, like, you're probably winning the game. Right. Like, I mean... She's a three drop. <laughs> so maybe you're not. She doesn't have indestructible. Yeah. It, well, the, the base stats is, like, three and three, four with reach. That no, is, that, that is well, good. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, like I said, a worst-case scenario, if you flip her and she's Splendid Rex, like, that's pretty good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, so, uh, next card. I think if you flip this card, you probably won the game also, too. Because you're getting all these lands back, presumably, and you can just put counters on a land and it becomes a... Well, yeah, if you're not tapped out to do it, yeah. Right, yeah, maybe not the first turn, but then the following turns, it's got to be crazy good. Is that your upkeep? It is at your uh, ATB trigger, all lands enter. No, 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 once she flips. It is at at your upkeep. Okay. And she has haste. Well, yeah, yeah, I think all of them... Haste. Yeah, they typically do. It's so much work, it better have haste. Um, so, next one I have... So, I think I'm done with the non-artifacts. The first one I have is... Might be pretty good. It's Haywire Might. It's one generic mana for a 1-1 artifact creature instant. When this when Haywire Might dies, gain two life. You may pay green, sacrifice Haywire Might, exile target, non-creature, artifact, or non-creature enchantment. So, <laughs> uh, in, uh, in modern... I was going to say, do I need to spell it out? Like, No, uh, I was uh, my brain broke. In, in modern, if you just like get your Saga trigger, you just remove their Saga. <laughs> so, so, here's the big thing with him, right? Okay, sure. So, for what modern I do play, and that I do see, one of the big things is Hammer, when they play a Cauldra. 
that's a big one. You cannot yeah. ever get rid of Cauldra. Like, there's like nothing really in the format that can get rid of a Cauldra, True. besides like a Binding. Yeah. If you're a Saga deck and you have this, that gets rid of Cauldra. That's true. Like yeah. that is absurd. Like it, it is a very good card. Like I definitely think this card is modern. Probably not Pioneer. I don't really see it really being relevant in Pio. Like the fact that you, no, that you're a no. Saga deck and yeah. you can just be like, oh well, I'll just go get this. And like you said, nuke your opponent's Saga or. Get rid of a leyline binding, <laughs> like it does a lot, right? At least for modern, like I said, for for pioneer, I don't really see where like it's better than anything else because there's not really a lot of like indestructible artifacts or enchantments in pioneer, right? Um, and then you have like access to like Outland Liberator and stuff, right? And Outland Liberator can flip and then just keep doing its thing. <laughs> right. Um, but yes, for modern, yes. I think the card's absurd. Yeah, I think the card's very good. I, I, I bought three foils I, because I don't know why. But they were cheap. Might as well. So. I mean, it's, it definitely reads as a card that like yeah. people will catch on to and be like, wow, this card's really good. Yeah, if France Stockless, he had one in the sideboard of both Amulet and Karn Amulet, just for start. Because you, you know, Karn Wishborn, too. It's just... Put it into play and well, yeah, it gets rid of Blood Moon, which is relevant. Like it, it does a lot. That's true, right? Exactly. It, it has a lot of text on it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Pioneer, yeah, like you said, I don't, I don't really see it. Uh, fires. Well, like I said, I but guess. then you just play that's, like that's, you just play like Outland yeah. Liberator, which is just better. Yeah, we, there, there are better cards. I mean, Sage you too. Like there's. Well, yeah, but like, so cool. the big thing is like if, if we're arguing for a creature that does something. Right. Like, Outland Liberator has the option of, like, I could, if my opponent doesn't do anything on their turn, this is a 3-3 that blows up every time it attacks and keeps its activated ability of, it can nuke something. Right. Which is why, like, all the green-red decks play Outland Liberator. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, and Yawgmoth plays it, like, it's just a good card. Right. It's it's just, like, better Rex Age. Yeah, at least for them, because it's, yeah, because it's, like, at worst, it's a 2-mana 2-2. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, uh, you didn't play the card I needed to blow up. Well, I just have a 2-mana 2-2 that turns sideways every turn. Right. Whereas the Haywire Might's a 1-mana 1-3? 1-1. 1-mana 1-1, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the the body, the power and toughness doesn't really matter too much. Yeah, really, Haywire Might is just a glorified, like... It, it could have been a non-artifact creature and it have been the same thing. Yeah. Like, it... There are just a lot of decks in Modern that play Saga that just get to play this card for free. Yeah. Also, like, if you're playing... Uh, I think it's, like, strongest in, like, Teamer uh, Breach, where you just, like, keep rebuying, like, with Emery, potentially. Oh, yeah. Like, it seems super strong. And even Jun Saga, too, may, like... Or they're going te- to. Tease the... Yeah. Well, like I said, the, the matchups you just listed, like, Cauldre is, like, the hardest thing for them to deal with. Right. For Hammer. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of matchups I watch where, like, the opponent gets a Cauldre out, and then the player's like, well, shit. Like, I'm gonna die. Yeah. And yeah. and this card That's... just says, alright, I get rid of Cauldre, and it's gone forever. Yep. So, that's all I have for green. Um, anything that you want to touch on? Uh, uh, honorable mention for a reprint is Fauna Shaman. Uh, got reprinted, ah. so it's in Pioneer. I don't know how good it's gonna be in Pioneer, if you want to be completely honest, yep. but... It's a one green and one. It's a two two. It says tap a green, tap it, discard a creature card, and search your library for a creature card and put it in your hand. 
that, that it's just a reprint. Yeah, yeah. Don't know how great it's going to be. Could be not great at all. Oh, I will say, and this is the only one of its kind of the cycle of it, but it is a legal card, and you're not going to see it on here, Brent. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about already. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. Is yeah. it a creep? It was in a yeah, it was on Tandy's uh, list. Oh right? yeah, it Tandy's was. Server. Okay, I, yeah, I did pull it up so because I didn't see it. Well, yeah, because it's impossible to find. Yeah. All right, wood collar automaton. <laughs> so okay. it's a ten mana, eight eight. Uh, it has prototype for two green and two. It's for three three. Uh, when wood wood collar automaton enters the battlefield, if you cast it, untap a target land you control. It becomes a tree folk creature. With haste and base power and toughness equal to wood, wood color automaton's power and toughness, it's still a land. So people are talking about it as an extender for uh, uh, mono green and pioneer, like to yep. keep your combo going, which makes sense. Yep. Um, otherwise, it's just a good card, probably. I mean, if we're gonna yep. mention any of the other jumpstart cards, like because they're all not great. Uh, yeah. The white one's a dog. That's a soldier tribal dog, so that one's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's really it. Yeah, awesome. Um, okay, so that's it for green. Uh, do you want to do colorless or uh, gold cards first or colorless cards first? Uh, gold. Gold. Okay, good, because I pulled those up. Okay. Well, that's usually the um, order is we do gold and then artifacts and then lands are going to be like... Well, you yelled at me one time because of the order I chose it in. Oh, I don't remember. Um, I'm old. Yep. Oh, well, you yelled at me a lot, so it's hard yeah, to Yeah, I was going to say, it's hard to keep up with when I yell at you. <laughs> All right, so the first one is Mistra Clay by Gix. This is the, the pair that we were kind of alluding to earlier. It's one of the pairs, uh, yeah. Yeah, one, one of the pairs. Uh, Mistra Clay by Gix. Uh, it's a legendary creature for exiting a human artificer. Whenever you attack, each opponent loses X life, and you gain X life for X number of attacking creatures. Uh, if Mistra claimed by Gix and creature named Phyrexian Dragon Engine are attacking, melt them. Uh, they enter Battlefield tapped and attacking. Uh, Just really relevant. <laughs> no, it's very relevant. Phyrexian Dragon Engine, that was a card uh, that says... It's a 3-mana 2-2 with double strike. Uh, when Phyrexian Dragon Engine enters the battlefield from your graveyard, you may discard your hand. If you do, draw three cards. It has Unearth for 3 red red. The meld part of the card. Mistra oh, lost to... Fr- I have it. Mishra lost okay. to Phyrexia. So when Mishra lost to Phyrexia enters the battlefield or attacks, you choose three. I'm so gonna, when it melds, you do this right now. Yeah, I'm going to say right here, if this card melds, out of the three meld cards, this is the one that, like, if you meld it and you don't win the game, I would be astonished. Because it's a 9-9, <laughs> and this is all before blocks, by, by the way. Yeah. So let me read, and you choose three of these. Okay. Target opponent discards two cards. It's pretty good. Okay. Deals, Mind draw, it's pretty good. Deals three damage to any target. Okay. Destroy target artifact or planeswalker. Creatures <laughs> okay. you control gain menace and trample. Creatures you don't control get minus one, minus one. And then create two tap power stone tokens. Okay, so if you meld this in attack and don't immediately win the game, I would be stunned. <laughs> like, it is absurd what this card does. It, it You choose three. Yeah, you get three of them. Like, it, so first off, like, if your problem is your attack. So the. the okay. The cards that Mishra and the Dragon Engine, which are Makhfawa, which I don't know why they didn't make it legendary, whatever, um, go in are all going to be aggro decks. So, like, you're attacking with, like, a bunch of shit a turn anyways. And out of the three, this is the hardest one to mill, which makes sense. But, because you have to go to combat, these have to attack. 
together. Right. So there's there's a lot, a lot there's a lot of interaction that can happen between step one and step two. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But like you're probably turning sideways every turn anyways, and I'm talking about pioneer and standard meld cards. I never see in modern, or they're just really interactable. Right. Um. But yeah, so you like in standard or pioneer, you're attacking. You're probably playing a black red aggro deck, so like you're attacking with all this other stuff. So like when you flip this thing. If you're attacking with, like, fucking three other things, right? Just give all your shit menace and trample. Deal three to one of their creatures. And then, hell, give all their creatures minus one, minus one. And then you win the game. <laughs> like, like, you just won. Because, like, now they have yeah. to double block something. It has trample. Their thing got minus one, minus one. Like, dude, it, this card is absurd. Yeah. And I will say, I'm going to give it credit. So, I did talk about earlier about a 4-2 divide. This would be the one exception because I do think Mishra alone is good. Because he is a 4-mana 3-5 that when he turns sideways has something on his own. Yeah. Like, like on his own he's going to do something, which is they lose life, you gain life, which is what an aggro strat wants anyways. And then obviously the dragon engine's a 3-mana 2-2 with double strike. Right. So that alone, like, obviously if you're an aggro deck, you want that. You're like, three minutes. Those are good car- good, good cards. Yeah. So, yeah. so, like, both of these cards are good for an aggro deck. So, like, I could definitely see, like, in standard, there's, like, a 4-4 split on this. And, like, if you meld, it's great. If you don't, you're just turning sideways every turn. Hell, even, like, you... It's easy enough to kill the the uh, the Dragon Engine, but you just unearth it, and then you can just... Yeah, and you can do it the same turn then, because that's haste. Right, because that's pretty easy. Like, it's hard to kill Mishra, but it's pretty easy to kill uh, the Dragon Engine. Yeah, I was just saying, like, standard and Pio in, like, red a- red removal decks, like, Mishra's a 3-5. Yeah, like, that's, that's going to be that, really tough yeah, to kill. Yeah, that's rough to get around. And at 4 mana for push, you have to have a Revolt. Yeah. So, like, he's hard to get rid of. Yeah. Like, most of the time he's dying in combat. Like, that's where he's going to die is because you have to throw him into something stupid. Right. But if you're able to get both, then you can just meld it, and then you win the game. Yeah, then, then yeah, you, you, you yeah, you're put, putting cards out of their sleeves, and the opponent's like, no, 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 we're we're good. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I I would love to see a meld thing on a battlefield like this, but like, there's mo- most of the time, like you've won the game. When this happens. Yeah. I would, like I said, you're probably attacking with like three other things, anyways. At worst, if you just give your shit menace and trample, like that's absurd. Right, because then if they they have to double block to block, and if they're putting two things in front of Mishra alone, that's not, I don't even know how much trample damage they could be taking at that point. In addition <laughs> to the two other things they could block, right, that are turning sideways with you, like it. Oh my god, the card's gross. I love it. It's my favorite of the yeah. belts. Like I yeah. will personally be hoping that there's a black red aggro deck that just comes out with this, and I will 100 percent be playing it because I. Yeah. I'm very high on both this and the Dragon Engine. Like, I remember, yeah. and Brent can attest to it, because when these were spoiled, I was like, there's going to be an aggro deck that plays these. Yeah, you did say that. Like, I was like, there will be a Pioneer aggro deck, I promise. Now, in Pioneer, I definitely think Mishra goes down to it, too. Because, obviously, like, he's four mana, and Pioneer, your four mana slot comes out to be Shieldred. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. kind of hard to fight for that spot. Yeah. But... Like, for standard, though, I could definitely see, like, a, a really aggressive, like, black-red deck that plays Mishra and the Dragon Engine. Right. Okay, uh, next I have is uh, Sahili Phil... Oh, I want to do Sahili. You, do, you can Master. do the blue-white one. Okay. I, I just really like Sahili. 
Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I just think she's um, she's definitely a planeswalker to me that feels very off. <laughs> the, like this whole set, but it's cool. Sure. Like obviously she's artifacts that So she's two and a blue red, at three loyalty. Uh, her plus one is scry one, and then you may tap an untapped artifact you control. If you do, you draw one. So it's a it's reminiscent of whatever the Sahili from Kaladesh her first printing was, where it was like the plus was scry one deal one. Right. But this one draws a card. Like you can with all the power stone support we've talked about, like you can just, you know, burn those with it. Yeah. Uh she does what like we talked about with makes good planeswalkers. Her minus two is create two one one colorless thopters. Uh and they have haste. I don't know why they have haste, but they have haste. Sure. Um so she protects herself. And then she ultimates the turn after she pluses. Uh it's very reminiscent of Gideon. Uh you yeah. get an emblem with artifact creatures you control, get plus one plus one, and artifact spells you control. Or you cast her one less. Yeah. Um, so very reminiscent to how Ally was. A lot of people, when she got spoiled, were comparing her to Ally. Except to me, the biggest difference was Ally could do his ultimate immediately. Like, right. that was always the threat of Gideon back in that standard. Mm-hmm. was like, they could either play him and make a 2-2, or they play him and make an anthem that you can never get rid of. Right. With her, she does have to plus to do it. So you do get a turn of like, oh shit, I could fight you. Like... To me, Gideon as a surprise anthem was always, like, one of the scariest things. Yeah. Because you just never knew when, like, you'd be sitting there, you're like, all right, well, I, I managed to stall up the board a little bit. Like, we're stabilized, we're doing good, and then just out of nowhere, just, oh, shit, Gideon. And then they're, like, down taking. You're like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah. So, I will say... But otherwise, like, I, I'm very interested to see, like, a slower artifact deck for Pioneer that plays a lot of these blue-red cards. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember I was telling Jacob, and I think Brent, you were part of it too, where I was like, I just had like a random dream where I was trying to build like a blue-red deck that was an artifact deck, and the only two cards I had for it was like Stick Through Time and uh, Torrential Gear Hulk and Sahili. <laughs> and that was it. That was the deck. So, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, she's she's good. She's very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next card, uh, third path iconoclast. This card's very, very good. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. So, blue red, uh, for 2 1 creature human monk. When you cast a non creature spell, create a 1 1 colorless soldier artifact creature token. So, immediately, so a little, little backstory. I'm, I, Colt brings up this card. I'm like, oh, so it just copies 5 through 8 of Young Pyromancer. And, Cole, you brought up something that I missed that made this card. So I immediately shut much, that much down. <laughs> no, yeah, you, yeah, I, you put me in my place. I, so everyone I've ever uh, have talked to about Blue Red Pyro have messaged me about this card, and they're like, "All right, Cole, we're we just doing Pyro five through eight, like Brent said." And I said, "No," because here's the thing. First off, if you're building my Blue Red Pyro deck, and it's I know, not even mine, it's it's a professional player's deck that I got off Twitter. Yeah. Um, go him. I've talked to him. He's really cool. Um. Like, you don't want to clog up your deck with all these pyromancers. Because usually, like, two are good enough. So what I was like is, like, well, first off, what you're going to do is you're going to cut all the red ones and play this guy as a four of now instead of a three of. Because here's right. the thing. Humans was already, like, probably, like, a 80 to 20% win. Uh, this dude makes colorless soldiers. So now they can't even brave through it. <laughs> like, now it's, like, 95 to 5 percent right when like this card is super good for what you want to do like it 
it the uh, people have talked about they're like well is the blu-ray gonna be rough i'm like no the man is already just blue and red lands yeah and like you're never really casting your pyromancer most of the time until like later in the game anyways like when you can cast like something off after him right because like that's that's my belief is i'd rather get a something out of my pyromancer before i throw him away yeah. uh and like i told brent and i told everybody and people were like oh my god i didn't think of that like yeah you just wall up now and they can never get through it like yeah. ever <laughs> like and i there were a lot of times in that rcq where they would like brave to pro red but i'd have ledger shredders and they're like oh i don't really want to throw away like adelaide into a four six shredder right or like i would like make a quadruple block on something with pyro tokens like well pro red well now they, they can't even do that like yeah. you just like they just can't get through you yeah so now if you're on the jace variant like i am like now like not a not most things in the format can get through you now to be fair with that new red sweeper uh a fun thing i thought about in the mirror if there is mirrors um is to keep your pyromancer you just destroy all artifacts that's true, yeah. So then you just get rid of all their artifacts after you kill their pyros, and then you get yours. <laughs> um, so, but yes, the fact that they're colorless is incredibly relevant. I will yeah. continue to preach that. Like like I said, humans is already pretty easy, Like, but there were times that you do have to play in fear. Because you're like, okay, well, I have a pyromancer and like six tokens, but they're like a big board, and like one attack plus a brave kills me. Right. But now you never have to worry about that again. Yeah, it's probably it might be a little bit better if like. Oh wait, hold uh, up. In addition, okay. Young Pyromancer triggers off instants and sorceries. He triggers off non-creature spells. You will get a trigger off your third path, uh, whatever it's called, and Jace. Oh, both 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 halves of the spell too of yeah. founding the third path. Right? Yes, that's pretty cool. So he de- he will make you more dudes. Yeah. So when I was talking and, about that like machine card or whatever the the one that says colorless stuff deals more damage, right? He would your colorless idiots deal more damage. Hmm. Like I said, that it might that that might just be a cute combo versus a good combo, but right, like it is it is something. I I think like if you're blue red and you had young pyromancers. I don't. I can't think of a reason you would want to play Young Pyromancer other than a fifth copy of Third Path Iconoclast. If, I did, if that's what you're so, into. and here's another thing, and I explained this to Brent. Brent was also like, "Oh shit, you're right." Yeah. So yeah. We, so we have a Sahili in the format, and she's three mana. She also makes artifact idiots, right? Mm-hmm. The guy, the Third Path Iconoclast makes artifacts, so you're already gonna have artifacts out when you cast Sahili. You can downtick Sahili to turn one of your artifacts into an Iconoclast until end of turn to keep making more things. <laughs> so Sahili overall, most of the time, is also just going to be a better Pyromancer because she can make more Iconoclast. <laughs> like, I thought about it, like, if you would want to play two more Pyromancers, but, like, most of the time it's just no. Like, and yeah. I'm sure there might be an eight Mancer deck in Pyo. That wouldn't surprise yeah. me if there's, like, you just cut all the extra wind condition crap but the problem is, like, and somebody messaged me about it, the problem is, like, you have to play Ledger Shredder. Yeah. Like, you have to play Ledger Shredder. It just does so, like, I played Blue-Red Pyro against Phoenix, and it felt so unwinnable most of the time. Yeah. Like, just all your spells don't deal with something permanently, and if you play Anger, they're just going to wait to get around the Anger. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you can't block Flyers. But the way that I did beat them was I had, like, a 4-6 
uh, Shredder, and I killed their Shredder. Yeah. So. Like, and obviously, you can change your cyborg to hate out Phoenix more, like, by playing Hearses and whatnot. But most, yeah. most blue-red decks right now don't play any Grave Hate. Right. They're on the just, if they have it, they have it planned. Yeah. Um, but yes, a third-pass Iconoclast, like, I have my set, and Brent bought another set of foils for me. Like, yeah. I super high on this card. Yeah, super so excited. Needless to say, Cole has persuaded me to thinking it was a good card. Oh yeah, I persuaded like <laughs> I think about six people that, that, that oh yeah that they should be like our whole friend group. Like I have a whole I, people have told me to write a book about it. Like <laughs> like I I preach this card like and I yeah. I promise you, God I wish fucking San Diego was pioneer because I would a hundred percent. Beyond well, now to be fair, I did see this today because it is early access for uh, standard, like on yeah. streamers. There have been apparently a lot of people playing blue red iconoclast in standard. Oh really? With Sahili. So if that turns out to be a thing, you know where I'm going to be. <laughs> that or playing Mishra. One of the two will be happening. Right. So okay, squeeze both. Yeah, in, in getting ready for San Diego, which is next year, and hopefully Brent will be getting ready with me once he wins an RCQ. I will be I, on either of those two things. Oh, I did bring up. Uh, I did not win the RCQ <laughs> from. Oh no, and that RCQ before. was a, oh my god. So uh, story story time real quick about that RCQ. So our buddy Jacob, they they announced top eight. Ah uh, yeah, and he and and he. Just wins his last match. So we're like, okay, he should be in. We get standings. He's in. He's eight. Neat. Table that just finished is like, oh, fuck, we, we put in the pairings wrong. We need to fix it. Which is no, nothing on them. Like, that. that's a thing that happens. He got dropped to 10th from that. And I felt so bad. Because to me, I would rather see that I got 10th, obviously. Because then, like, your expectations are high. You're like, okay, well, I didn't have a shot anyways. Right. Versus seeing like, oh, I was an eighth, and then you got dropped to ten. Like, like he left. Understandably, he left very pissed off. Yeah. Which, like I said, I like I said, understandably, like I'd be very upset too. Yeah. Like he really, like he's going to Atlanta. Hopefully, he gets top forty-eight. We're rooting for him. It'll be his biggest cheerleader. Um, I know all the guys are rooting for him. We're trying to get him tested as much as we can for what we can have. Yeah. You know, we we've all picked up a lot of cards. Like we. He's thinking about playing Model Green, and we're going to get into it a little bit, but we've got him every card that Model Green might play. Yeah. So, like, we're we're really trying to get him there. Yeah, we hunted for every... At pre-release, like, do, all right, do we get the Stone Brain? Do we get this? And well, as I was say, not as bad that. as me running to everybody and asking for Iconoclast. Oh, <laughs> right. I ran to every human in our pre-release. It was like, did you pull third path Iconoclast? Right. Uh, and apparently... You did walk out with a place. Yeah, well, it's a mythic rare uh, <laughs> uncommon, so it, took, it yeah. definitely took a minute, but I found him. But all right, yeah, that's that's uh that's third path iconoclast, uh, Cole's highest rated card. Yeah, it it's a pretty good card. All right, uh, next, uh, I think it's the last gold card. It's Urza Lord Protector. It is. So I will uh, have three more after that. Then, okay, neat. Uh, <laughs> uh, Urza Lord Protector is a legendary creature, human artificer, artifact, instant, and sorcery spells you cast cost one generic mana to cast. It's a two four. Uh, seven mana. If you o- both own and control Urza Lord Protector and Artifact, uh, meld them to Urza Planeswalker. Activate only as a sorcery. Uh, that card might the Might Stone and Weak Stone is a five mana artifact. When this card enters the battlefield, choose one. 
draw two cards or target creature gets minus five, minus five until the end of turn. You tap uh, to add colors colorless. It's So it's a power stone. So tap, add colors colors. This man, it can't be spent to cast non-artifact spells, but you can't use it for Urza's ability. That melds to Urza Planeswalker. Uh, Legendary pl- uh, Planeswalker Urza. Uh, during each of your turns, you may activate an additional loyalty ability of Urza Planeswalker. So, plus t- is, it starts at 7. Plus 2, artifact, instant, sorcery, spells you cast, cost 2 generic mana la- less to cast, you gain 2 life. Plus 1, draw 2, discard 1. Or, sorry, plus 1, draw 2, then discard a card. Zero, ma- zero ability, create 2 one one close soldier artifact creature tokens. Minus three exile target non-land permanent and minus ten artifacts and planeswalkers you control get indestructible until end of turn. Destroy all non-land permanents. That was a lot of words. <laughs> that was a lot of words. Okay, so notably, like <laughs> you said immediately, it's like yeah, this card draws four cards. Like, yeah, that's, that's how I. <laughs> and everybody gets really pissed off when I say that too. So I probably piss the fans off. That card just draws four cards. That's all I care about. That card. Like right. there are so many people that are like, cool, but it dude, like it does all this, and I'm like, dude, if that if that card flips and just draws me four cards, all I care about, and it's on. But a, you do have to discard two of them. That's fine. I, yeah, I know. That's don't care. fine. <laughs> draw two, discard one. Draw two, discard one. I am sold. Like yeah, like and ugh, it or just create four so, four one one soldiers. Yeah, like I, and it protects itself. Obviously, if you flip this card, you're probably winning the game. Like let's right. be real. Now I will say. We talked about all of these melts, right? We've talked about how pseudo difficult it is to meld them. Yeah. Like, I mean, Mishra's kind of absurd. It has to be in combat, so there's a lot of steps to get there. Titania is at your upkeep, and you have to have a land, which isn't difficult. Like I said, she's probably the easiest. With Urza, but you have to have more lands also in the grave. Yeah, but like, like I said, most of the time, yeah. if you're playing around her, you're probably playing a deck that's going to do that anyways. Sure, you're right. But with Urza. I will say he's the first one that both halves to me are like, like, I guess it's not true because I said Mishra both halves. Well, Urza's both halves are good universally. Mm -hmm. Like Urza's just bigger brawl, so he can be played in multiple things. Like he's not just specific. Yeah. The Mind and Weak Stone, if at worst that card is five mana draw two cards or five mana kill a creature, like... It kill a culture too. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It can kill. Life. It can kill the token. Like, I don't think these cards are good for modern. I don't think any of these melds are going to see modern play. Uh, yeah, I think none of the three should. Meld is just a hard this. thing to do because with Urza specifically, everyone talks about the dream with Urza, where they're like, you turn three Urza, turn four Mind and Meekstone because he makes it cheaper, and then turn five you flip him. Here's yeah. the thing about that: when you go to activate that, you can kill Urza in response or shatter the stone, and then you get yeah. nothing. For seven mana, you did nothing. Yeah, so yeah. I will say he's a very face-up combo, and you can only do it as a sorcerer. So there's no, like, getting cute and cheating it at your, like, opponents and stuff, you know, stuff like that. Right. But when you do flip him, it is absurd. Like I said, the way that I always read him is he is plus two, draw draw four, discard two. Yeah. And there are so many people that are like, well, read it for the ultimate. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what the ultimate is on this card. <laughs> Because most of the time you're going to flip him, he's going to die, or something's going to happen. Right. Like, there's no... If your opponent is going to stay in this game, there is no way that that card can exist for more than one turn. Yeah. Like, it just does so much. Mm-hmm. 
Like and, and as it should, it is it is relatively difficult to flip. Yeah. So I, I will say and and he is very good. And and like I said, at worst, like you like I said universally, like you could just play Urza and not an artifact deck, or you could play Urza and a spells deck or something. Yeah. I know there are people that talk about playing this combo in control. Because like I said, the Mind of Meekstone can just be a removal spell at sorcery speed. So or draw two, like I said, or just a five mana divination, right? So I definitely think there is. This is the most universal two cards, like that you don't really have to build around, but you can. Yeah, like with Mishra and the Dragon Engine, Makfawa and Titania and the Land, like you're probably gonna have to do build arounds on those if that's what you're going for. Right. Like if my goal is to meld these two things, then yeah, you'll have to build around them. Yeah. Um. But yes. So the other cards that I have. Yeah. Uh, I'll put the cute one first. Um, cute as in, I think this card's good. I don't. I'm not gonna say I have a home for it because I definitely fucking don't. But he's very good. So we have the other Mishra. So all of Mishra and Urza have three versions of themselves. Uh, okay, they have yeah. child version, which is at uncommon. They have adult version, which is at rare, and then they have uh, their final version, which is their mythics, mm-hmm. like them at the end of the war. So this one is the rare Mishra. Uh, he's a five, so he's three in black red at a four four. <laughs> he has a uh, permanent you control have ward sacrifice a permanent. Okay. That's already gross as shit. <laughs> but the other thing is he has each artifact card in your graveyard has unearthed for one black and red. So I don't know where this card goes. I a hundred percent know this card has to go somewhere. I actually have talked to people about you could do this in a black red aggro deck as like a two of uh, in standard. I'm not going to say pioneer, but in standard okay. where you can now, instead of having to pay five for mock to come back, it is three and you get to discard your hand, draw three. True. Also to target yeah. anything on your board, they have to sack a permanent, which can be rough. In addition, if you have like graveyard trespasser, it now has ward sack a permanent and ward uh, discard a card. Yeah. So like that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. And that's and that's not even including like if you're playing uh some of the cards we'll get into later, like the artifacts, like if like there's a card that is very good in prototype we'll talk about, I'm sure. That like if you just pay three mana, you unearth it from your graveyard when it dies and it comes back tapped and attacking essentially. Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty gross. Like I think mm-hmm. there is definitely a home for this card. Like it, it's it's too good to not have a home. Uh, I guess I'll give an honorable mention to Urza, the the rare one, because he is an anthem for artifacts. Right. So, like, if there's ever an artifact tribal deck, like, this is a card you have to play. Uh, he's yeah. two in a blue-white. Artifact creatures you control get plus two, plus two. And then he has pay six, create a token that's a copy of target artifact you control. Except it's a one-one. So, like, I'm sure if there's ever an artifact... These, both of these cards I'm talking about are both probably standard only. Yeah. Maybe Urza a little less. Like, there probably could be, like, because... Uh, I think he's legal in... Oh, yeah, he is. He totally is. What, whatever that two-mana artifact that tap put a plus-one counter on everything. Steel Overseer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's a legal card in Pio. Like, there could be an artifact deck that just curves off to this Urza. True. So, it, it like I said, the, there are going to be a lot more artifact decks in Pioneer, I think. Yeah. Like, it would be kind of insane if there wasn't. Uh, the other two True. cards I'm going to talk about are very specific to archetypes. Uh, one of them, I'm surprised you didn't talk about. I'll do him last. 
okay. but we'll do Harbin Vanguard Aviator. So we talked about soldiers a lot. He's a blue-white 3-2, flying. And whenever you attack with five or more soldiers, creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain flying. So when soldiers were getting spoiled, uh, the he was a big one for me. Because the thing about humans was, like, your only way to get through was always uh, brave. Like, that was how you that was right. how you broke through. Like, a board stall. I.e., like, mono green or what have you. Yeah. This card, for soldiers specifically, will let you go over in addition to going through. So. And the big part is he doesn't give soldiers flying. Uh, he gives all your creatures, but you just have to attack with five more soldiers. So if you attack with Adelaine with this, she'll fly. Or Mutavolt. Or Mutavolt. Well, Mutavolt's a soldier. Oh, yeah. Okay. But honorary soldiers is what I'm talking about. Like Adelaine, or if you're playing sure. Extraction Specialist, like stuff like that. Okay, sure. Um, so if soldiers ever get good, I would be surprised if they don't play this as a two-of of some kind. Like, he's just very good Yeah. Uh, for what they're wanting to do. Like I said, the big thing about aggro decks like that is you want to be able to go over and go through, and that does both. Um, okay. And then the other card, this is for a combo deck in Pioneer. Surprised you couldn't guess it. Battery Bearer? Bard class. Hajar, loyal bodyguard. So, red, green, 3 3. Uh, sacrifice Hajar, loyal bodyguard, legendary creature you told get plus 1, plus 0, and gain indestructible into end of turn. Really, all this is is just a replacement for that red, green, uncommon they were playing. Mm hmm. Um, whatever his name was. I don't remember, but I don't know. I don't play bard class at all, as you can tell. No, I mean, I... I, I, I have no fucking clue how that combo works. Right. <laughs> like, I know Brent sent me a picture of, like, some dude that did a bunch of stuff on, like, turn one with it, and I was like, I fucking... Oh, damn. <laughs> like, I just know that you want bard class out, and then you get, like, a mox amber out at some point, and you just go nuts. So, like... Uh, right. I don't know. But I do know that they will probably... They're, they're not going to probably. They will replace whatever that uncommon red-green legend was that they were playing with him. Because he also right. has, when you do turn sideways with your legends and bard class... Uh, you can save him. Yeah. He's just like a strict upgrade for that deck. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't, I actually don't know what a Bard class deck looks like. So that's, there's just a, that's why I, I know they play Galia and that's all I care about. I fucking love that card. I know. <laughs> I mean, this is two man three, three. That's just yeah. good. Good baseline too. Like I said, it, it anthems your guys like worst case scenario. You're like turn right. sideways, sack him, save all my guys and they deal more damage. Right. So yeah, yeah. I just know that bar class is all your red green spells cost a red green less. I think it's like all your legendaries cost a red green less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's like, so a zero mana three three. Right. Right. I think it's pretty good. I just know that bar class like won a challenge like a couple months ago or something, and people were like, "Oh shit, should we look at this deck again?" <laughs> and I looked at it and I was like, I could not fucking tell you. Besides the fact that this deck is expensive as shit because of Vox Hammer. <laughs> Could not right. tell you one way or another <laughs> how good this deck is. Yeah. Like, I was like, I think I would 100% play Lotus Field before I played Martin Class. Sure, yeah. Like, at least then I would know kind of, like, how Lotus Field wins the game. Right. Versus, like, I play shitty green-red cards and hope I win. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe this is the card that Bard Class needed to be tier-relevant. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard tier to hit. 
Yeah, that no, it, for sure. In, in Pioneer, uh, especially, it's hard as shit to hear it to your relevant. Yeah. No, agreed. All right. Uh, so just generic colorless cards. No, uh, I have the first one, Cityscape Leveler. This is. Uh, oh wait, 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 wait. Oh yeah, because this will be a lot faster. Because we're not going to yeah. go over all of them. So Brent talked about it earlier about a thing he was going to do, which was uh, a game esque kind of thing, okay. i.e., cards that are going to go into mono green. <laughs> so if you keep up with any competitive Magic talk at all, I'll. So what I'll do, Brent, is I'll go over. The colorless cards that like okay, that like just are just are good real fast, and then okay, I'll let you sure. go over cards that are good in mono green, um, because there's only a couple really like one that we missed I guess for black, uh, Phyrexian Flesh Gorger. This was the one I was talking about that, oh, that yeah, you could give under three, yeah, yeah. So for seven mana, it's a seven five Menace Lifelink Ward Pay Life. By the way, with that Mishra, now it has Pay Sack of Permanent and Pay Life. <laughs> equal to its power or it yeah. is a three mana black two two or two black and one three three that has medicine lifelink uh right. card is very good uh for that mono black mono black mono black deck we talked about uh i definitely think he will probably see play I, either way i think the card's just very good like yeah. it would be surprised if he didn't see play at least in something i should say i don't want to get like fucking <laughs> yelled at because i said a card should see play and it never does Sure. Uh, and then, yeah. like, the only other cards, really, that I was going to bring up... Well, I guess I'll bring this up, because I don't think Mono Green's going to play this card. Which is the Portal. No. Okay, no, so... But this is a card that Brent is high on. I will say that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it, did, you ordered this, right? I have a playset in the mail. Yeah, okay. So, it is a 9-mana <laughs> artifact. If you're a listener, you're probably like, Ugh! everything in this set has a, a egregious mana cost to it. I'm sorry. But sure. <laughs> when Portal to Phyrexia enters the battlefield, each opponent sacrifices three creatures. Already pretty good. It's a triple edict. At the beginning of your upkeep, put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It's a Phyrexian. That part's a little less relevant because I don't think we have any really Phyrexian tribal things yet. Probably not till uh, right. March of the Machines or whatever. But yeah. we were talking about it for creativity. That Brent had brought up earlier. Someone had shared a list that was like, I'm, "What's up?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I was pulling up the list exactly. Well, I wasn't gonna like it exact, so I was just gonna convey because I don't want to spew a list that someone burns money on that sucks right now. No, 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 no. And yeah, this this list will not be in the show notes. But <laughs> no, we're not gonna any new list. Not we don't usually share because we would rather not guide you to spend money on something that like might never see. Sure. Uh, but card is very good, and a lot of people have been talking about using Refurbish from Kaladesh, which is a four mana, like we mentioned earlier, uh, four mana return target artifact from your graveyard to the battlefield. Sorry, pretty good. Yeah. Or creativity, you know, what everybody knows what creativity does. Um, red, 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 X, destroy X creature or artifact, flip until you reveal an artifact creature. Right. So four mana, cheat a thing into play is essentially what the deck would want to do. Um, I definitely think this deck has legs. I'm very curious to see where something like it will go. Because the problem that Brent and I keep running into when it comes to something like this is if your opponent doesn't really play creatures. (laughs) Or anything relevant. Like, if you play this against Spirits, like, most of the time Spirits doesn't go wide if they don't have to. Stealing a Spectral Sailor is a feels bad 
<laughs> so, I don't know. But I mean, like, against humans, like, a triple edict against humans on four mana is pretty good. Yeah. And then stealing an Adelaine or a Brutal Cathar or something every turn, like, it, and it's not legendary, also, by the way, viewers. True, yeah. It, you can have fucking three of these things out. Um, So I will say, I, I definitely think it's a deck that has legs. I just will say, I would not burn a whole lot of money on it until somebody figures it out a little better. Unless you are a deck builder and you want to, go for it. I just, I'm not like Brent. I just, I don't know what it will look like. There's a chance that they don't even play Refurbish. Um... You know, it's just, it's really early for it. It's not like, it's not like I caught a class with me where I looked at it and I was like, oh, this card's absurd. Right, <laughs> like, I already right. know where you're going. Uh, and then yeah. out of colorless things, um, I, I know people talk about it. I guess I'll mention it a little bit. The, the new skull clamp, I know some people were saying is okay. So Transmorgrant's Crown. So it's two mana equipment. Equipped a creature gets plus two plus oh. When equipped a creature dies, draw a card. And it has equip two or equip for a black. Okay. So I know yeah. some people have talked about that it's pseudo like skull clamp, but obviously not. I mean obviously not. It doesn't draw two cards <laughs> and you can't like kill something with it. Like it definitely to me I think is okay. I have no idea. I know I just know I've seen Twitter people be like, Oh, this card's like pretty good about the play and blah blah blah. Right. I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, but yeah, now we'll play Brent's game of will this card be in mono green? Okay. <laughs> I.e. I. this card is probably going to be in mono green. I will okay, give a sure. reference or uh, not reference. Uh, I will say this beforehand. A lot of the cards that Brent is going to lift off here, besides the first one you started on, yeah. are a lot of reasons that people are assuming card is going to be leaving our world <laughs> in Pioneer, yeah. especially when we hit a specific card. I'm sure we'll go into depth about it. Or if you're right. on Twitter, you've definitely seen it. Yeah. Because uh, people are blowing up about it. Right. Which, to say, and we'll go over it when we get there, it is good. Yeah. Like, green yeah. was already a good deck. Didn't need to be better. Why not just fucking make it better? <laughs> but, all right, Brent, I'll, I'll leave the floor to you. Okay, so uh, Cityscape Love Alert, uh, eight generic mana uh, for artifact construct creature with Trample uh, as an 8-8, eight, eight, eight mana, 8-8 eight, eight, Trample. When you cast the spell and whenever Cityscape Love Alert attacks, destroy up to one target, not land permanent, its controller creates a tapped Power Stone token, unearth for eight mana. So, Brent, why so, do you think it's going to be good in Mono Green? So, Meteor Goal was a very acceptable card in mono green this one for one more mana instead of being a three three it's an eight eight also when you cast the spell so he doesn't even need to resolve you just have to put it on the stack then you destroy the permanent and when you attack you get to do it again and (laughs) when you unearth it if you happen to destroy it you when you unearth it you get to attack again and do it again and then it goes to exile, and then Karn can grab it all over again. So here's my big thing for him. Okay. First off, I'm going to say, the tap power stone thing is, is incredibly irrelevant. I would be stunned it, if that came up ever. Yeah, but, Power right, stones are very just, restrictive. Yeah, they, they are, they're not so good. My big thing with him is, yes, like you said, in Mirror Golem, Mirror Golem being 7 mana, 3-3. Three, three, this thing yeah. is fucking trample. <laughs> At an 8-8. Eight, eight. Like, holy shit. 
Yeah. Like, if you're against humans, first off, nuking Adelaide and then attacking with an 8-8 is pretty gross. Yeah. Like, that, oh my god. <laughs> so, so we'll put this on a check mark for is gonna be in mono green. Yeah. Okay, so you gotta go check mark. Safely say. Okay, safe to say. Okay. So ne- what's next on your list? Uh, for green, uh, the stasis coffin. It's three mana for a legendary artifact. Uh, two, it has an active ability. Two tap, exile the stasis coffin. You gain protection from everything until your next turn. Um, so, yeah, so the magic number is nine mana and in, in green. So you just pay four, then three, then two, tap, exile this. You have gain protection and your cards at three loyalty. So, so I I will add to this okay because yeah. I'm I'm here as the host. Um, a lot of people currently looking at Mono Green have not elected to play this card in their board. So why why do you think? Um. So I I think because of the mono white matchup, it specifically. Um, just having fog that you can also just buy back for just two loyalty counters. I mean, I, th- I think it, I think it just should be like it just, it, my gut. I'm not a very fluent mono green player, but the, the card just seems so good just to protect yourself. And maybe, and maybe the thought is it doesn't protect Karn, so I guess that's my thought. But I, I, yeah, I thought this card should have been in the sideboard of card decks okay monogreen devotion that, that was my gut thought at least okay i mean that's, that seems like a reasonable argument for it so like would you think that it should be in monogreen's sideboard or do you think that they could live without it so the, i guess the fact that you said that they're not i, I it kind of makes sense because it doesn't do you um, maybe just, think that it's more format dependent as a sideboard choice yeah, the fact that it doesn't it, the Karn is still not protected. I think that's part of it. If you're so far behind, this doesn't really help. It, it is a fog for a turn. Well, so here's but, the way that I okay. I think of it. By the way, sure. If if you have this on the board, and they're gonna go at Karn with it, like okay, so you have this on board, and they're like, oh, okay, well then I'll just send my team at Karn. Yeah. Start recording. <clears throat> Marvel Snap's a lot of fun. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's more fun, like, explaining it to a Magic player, it doesn't sound that fun, I don't think. No, when you look at it, it looks complicated, but when you play it, you're like, wow, this is, like, really easy. Right, yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been playing a fair bit of it, and it is a lot of fun. I have two. Yeah, I just shared a deck with Tyler. I'm, I'm like in it's there's like three pools basically. Like pool one is like up to level like one or like two hundred maybe, and then like two to five hundred is like pool two where you unlock the new cards. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a different metagame sort of. Then like pool three is like even more unique cards. 
Interesting. Yeah. I mean, also the uh, the cities or areas affect so much too. Right. Yeah. Because like I've had games where like you get some that are like fucking double ongoing and like I have ongoing tribal as a deck, so it's like. Right. Yeah. We'll we'll snap here and uh, try to like like win the game basically. Yeah, it's a lot of like claim. Like, um... oh, interesting. I'm actually playing right now. It's a lot of like knowing, <laughs> um, like reacting, kind of like knowing, trying to think where your opponent's gonna go. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, if they have Odin as their six drop, they would play it here. So, what's my best out? Or what's yeah. my best play? Yeah. There's a lot of that, and even like if they skip turn five it's like okay the uh the onslaught card is is coming down so oh the double all ongoing things no uh the let me let me look i i had it's like it was a deck that basically leveled me up like 30 times it's just like carried me it's the one where basically if you if you don't play on turn five you can't play this if um, you can only play it if you didn't play a card last turn it's a six drop for that has 20 power so it's it's it is kind of a build around uh it's uh the infinite sorry six six drop for 20 there's a lot of uh decks that play in in the group or in the i guess pool two they're playing this four drop, it's Jubilee. It's four 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 drop for one power, uh, reveal, play a card from your deck. So you just flip the top card of your deck, put it into play, and just try to hit a a banger, basically. Oh like a bomb, yeah. Right. So like uh Infinite's the best one. You can also just Hulk is good. Well yeah, uh, he's like it's like twelve or something. Yeah, Hulk is twelve. You can even get Odin, which is as eight, but it also just like you redo that ETB effect, so you just get another uh, trigger. So that's that's busted. But yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Okay, I have Scryfall up, so I think I'm ready. It, I, or oh, what, what what is what is the episode about? I'm, I don't remember. Oh, we, we're just gonna talk. It's set review, so we'll, we'll talk about. This oh, I need cards. to pull it up then. Yeah, well, I figure. I, I kind of thought we could just do like. Uh, well, it, okay, I had this thought, but I think I'd just rather do the the, the regular uh, format, which is just go by, go by color. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, okay, well, let's talk about cards that we think could be good in green. But I think I'd just rather just stick to this this the same format. Sure. I want to build Char Belcher with the new Char Belcher arts. <laughs> it just takes one dope art, and you're like, "All right, I, I'll dude, start it looks here. so good. It's like a little cannon. Yeah, it does look good. I like the little cannon. Also, I think Char Belcher is like a cheap as shit deck. Uh, I I may just accidentally have like ninety percent of it. I mean, I know it's not good. Well, I mean, it's like I always feel like it's it's good if you're if you play against decks that cannot react to you, right? In the yeah, like it was like, it, like if you hit like four color all day, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, that's kind of what you go for. You're like, all right, please be on burn. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is like Mono Green Tron is uh is oh. has higher meta percentage on goldfish than jet than grinding station and living end. I told uh <laughs> Jacob was looking at it yesterday and I was like, Don't look at that, that's a lie. Oh I the was meta like, percentage. Yeah, like there's no way. Amulet won uh the five K. I did. It's actually but- Okay, I'm back. Okay. Oh, so actually it was uh, Creativity that won. They oh. Had, Amy had the best record in the Swiss. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, because the, on the uh, on the uh, Titan, or, or the Creativity Discord, let me let me pull it up, the message, because he, he's in the Discord. And, let's see. Because <laughs> he kind of called me out. Is it attention, three fairy or creativity haters? The deck is the truth, and he had like his trophy, a picture of the trophy, and I was I was like, okay, I got called out. <laughs> um, and then that's when I in our um, the and I guess the Shadow Prophets Discord, I was like, all right, I'm coming around to the idea of running three fairy, and had like stockless, and Drew was chatting with me about it a little bit. Yeah, for some reason, my Discord notifications haven't been going off, so I'll look at that. <clears throat> yeah, it's in my channel, because it was, like, this This one's more of a... Yeah. Yeah, Belcher it's... is $400. Jesus. Because of... The two Force of Vigors in the board. <laughs> <laughs> What's the cheapest? That must be the cheap. Uh, Burns five hundred. Oh, you're talking about cheapest deck in modern. D- yeah, dredge. Okay, we're if we're if we're gonna talk about a deck that's like good, then it's got to be. I would probably say hammer. Oh, how much is hammer? Nine hundred dollars. Yeah, it's either hammer or Yogmoth, I think would be the decks that like the cheapest that you could play reasonably. The, yeah, I mean, Burn's good, but like, like a, my philosophy on Burn is you're never going to win an event with Burn. Yeah, when Alex said that, it, I was just like, he's so right. Just like, yeah, it's you're a, you're a, not a deck that wins events. You're just a deck that goes to events, <laughs> right? Like you, you just partake in them. Yeah, and I, I've been telling like people on the creativity discord, it's like just just ignore Burn. Like it, they don't. We don't deserve the like. We, the problem is they're going to look at the recent five uh, K and see that it went six zero. Yeah. But even then, that burn's not even real. That burn plays Bump in the Night. Oh, yeah. Black, or like uh, Mardu it's, Burn, or like. Yeah, it's Mardu. Boros Prowess, $300. Yeah, yeah, that's a good deck. You're right. <laughs> ah, ah, come lay down. 
For pioneer decks, the cheapest one you could build is probably humans. Well, white humans, yeah. 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 Or two, spirits. Two hundred. Yeah, spirits. I forgot about that one. It's those two. Even like Gruel Tarka, two hundred. Yeah, I was gonna say a Tarka's only a hundred or two hundred. Yeah, it's, that's great. And the most expensive is just black red. Probably. Yeah, that's six hundred. Probably because of Shieldreds. Yeah. That's 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 great though. It's like the most expensive deck. It's six hundred, and that's like. Besides that, there's not much. Uh, standard's a hell house. It's just Esper midrange and Grixis midrange right now. Oh, great. Yeah, they fixed what... it. Black's not overpowered. <laughs> yeah, it's just these three-color black decks. You're right. <laughs> I saw Painter like do well in an event. You built Painter in Legacy. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that one, uh, the NRG, like Red Painter. Gotta love Painter. Such a cool deck. I, I know you do. I do, like. I remember you played it once at FNM. I was like, what is this? I mean, Legacy is already so foreign to me. Um, so. Yeah, you. that's the problem with Legacy. Like, It's such a hard format to just like tell somebody to jump into. Because it really... It, it feels very gated to me. Yeah. Because like, it, it's just... The, the power level you're getting into... And just like... Like... The decks that where you fuck up, it kills you, is, like, so harsh. Right. I mean, that's why I played Hogak, because that's kind of how Hogak was. It was, like, it didn't matter what you did. You were just on game plan alpha. Yeah. You were like, how can I put my dumb fucking 8-drop into play? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Hogak's not even good. Yeah. It's not, even, it's not even on the first page. Yeah, it's and I feel like, maybe it's not true, but it's, like, I guess modern is the same thing. It's like these cards. I mean, the lands they kind of go back and forth. I guess that's it. Like lands go back and forth, but I don't know if it's transferable as much. Oh well, I don't mean like that. I meant like just like the the. I, I'm saying if you got into the format, and you had infinite money. Even then, like it's a hard format to learn. Oh sure, because yeah. like it the the problem with legacy is that it punishes fuck ups like harder than any other format. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like if, like, okay, I'm against Delver, and I'm gonna go for it on, like, I'm playing Elves or something, and I try to go for it, and they punish it, and then I immediately lose the game because of that, right? Or Painter, like the, like the or... Death Shadow argument in Modern. It's like you have to play perfectly to win. Like you're, yeah, like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the margin of error is so much. That's like all of Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. At least like online Legacy is like not incredibly expensive it's just very very accessible fucking jund combo it's goblins and they play one blank goblin <laughs> also the fact that oh they played food chain that's fucking gross oh, i guess that makes sense that they would play food chain try to go into mux's fat oh they they combo off with bogart and snoop Snoop Dog, Snoop Dog, he's a dog. Snoop Dog. Like Goblins to me is a hard deck too, because like it's a very fair deck. Yeah, in a very unfair format. <laughs> like it's, it's just so just wild. Yeah. I don't know. Legacy's hard, and I don't have any interest. I want to play it. <laughs> 
Right, yeah. Like, next time we do a team event, I guess, I mean, Tyler was not the problem with the team. Like, it was just like, we, it's like, kind of wanted to ask Tannen, but I, I swear he's he's pretty busy on weekends. He's a flesh and blood guy. Dude, so that sideboard guy you sent me, I wish people were more like you and Caleb, where, like, they put their sideboard guide in, like, a, a bracket graph format thing. Where it's like, these are the cards that come in, and these are the cards that come out per matchup. Like a visual it, guy? Yeah. Well, it, it, did you look at how he did his? Yeah. I don't, like, like so, you so, it was good or bad? You, oh, you said it was formatted weird. Okay. I don't it's think just, it's bad. weird that he goes, left is what comes in, and right is what goes out. It's usually the other way around. Uh, yeah, it's not that, I mean, it's pretty easy to know. Like, against green, he boards out phoenixes. Like, that's that's pretty... Well, okay, but hold up. So then it changes, though, down the line to the mirror... Because I said it's left is what comes out and right is what comes in, right? Is what I said? No, oh, yeah. Does, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it fucking flip. flips. <laughs> well, I, I can't. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It is if I need to use it. <laughs> Wait, just, like, look at the... Like, I'll... He boards out Phoenix, like, a lot. <laughs> I, dude, I... I it's fu- it is funny, but it kind of makes sense, like... Well, I mean, it's gonna... only, like, against humans. Well, he also plays Jason as board. Yeah. Which I do not. Yeah, I probably won't. <laughs> I also don't think I'll play two things in the ice because I'm just going to play um, two iconoclast. Yeah, good old iconoclast. Card's gross. I'm going to play two iconoclast and then change the sweltering suns to two whatever that brother's end or whatever. Yeah, I ordered a bunch. The hell no! I'm going to. I'm going to Meta tomorrow because I'm going to have, like, they messaged me that I have a bunch of credit I haven't used, and they're like, do you want to use it? And I was like, well, I guess. <laughs> um, so I'm getting $180 worth of Phoenix stuff. Don't you have Phoenix? I do, but it's like, so they have two foil borderless steam vents. Oh, sure. Okay. They have uh, a foil thing in the ice. I'm getting six non-foil scoozes. They're 20 cents. Because I know Jacob needs. Seriously, some. I did not think there would be. Like, yeah, they're they're cheap I know they're shit. Not, I didn't. Re- I know they're like not very. Like they get reprinted to to Oblivion, and it's not even a good card. Anywhere. I'm getting three old bordered treasure cruises. Okay. Uh, two full art galvanic iteration. I'm getting a playset of full art layer of the Hydra. Uh, <laughs> okay. well, because I was gonna build that Racta or not Racta, the Gruel deck that's going around. Oh sure sure sure. Because it's really cheap for what I'm missing. Okay, you're just I, close enough. You just want to do it, kind of thing. Well, I, I was going to, and then I was like, eh, I'm gonna wait because like I don't want the meta to shift, and that deck suck, and then I just have all this like gruel shit that's yeah. never gonna see the light of day. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting two foil crackling drakes, which those things are five dollars. That's yeah. Uh, two foil spell pierces, the the one from Double Masters. Oh yeah, I got I got a set of those. I might uh, get yeah, they're they're like <laughs> they're like forty cents for foils. I know. Yeah. Uh, two Godzilla Islands. Those things are ten dollars a piece. <laughs> the one that everyone says looks like some planes. Oh sure. Yeah. And then here's one I did know existed. This was new. Two foil Aether Gust from a secret layer. I didn't know there's secret layer. Yeah, oh, they man. look sick as shit. I gotta look it up. Yeah, you should look it up. The art looks fucking dope. Oh my god, they do look good. Foils are nine dollars or eight. 
the other eight dollars. They only had two. Otherwise, I would have got more. Does look pretty good. Yeah, it's not even like from like a secret layer of like a dumbass like cartoon or something. It just looks good. Like I don't even know what it's from. I, yeah, I don't know. Just looks really good. And then Arclight Phoenix is getting a secret layer too. Yeah. Or it's in the it's in the whatever the new one. Yeah, you can get it the thirtieth anniversary one. Yes. Oh, so real quick, this morning, you know, I bought y- the the final parts for Yog. Was it like just the undying shit? Uh, so well, I pu- I pull up the, like yeah because I was... told you we were close because I knew when we gave all the stuff back to Roger, it was like fucking six cards or something. It, so I need I have two wall roots, so that was two of them. Two strangle stranglers, <laughs> one young wolf, and for creatures, that's it. Like I had all the Yogs. I think I have five Yogs. I would get rid of one of them if they're sixty bucks. Yeah, I probably should dump one. Uh, I had, you know, I have like at least two patchers by myself. Um, I also have two. I found more today when I found that Xenagos that yeah. I'm giving you, and a pile of professors innkeepers, which I don't even think is being played anymore. No, but they're good to have because they're. I, I think yeah. that card is definitely like a slottable. Yeah, I, ha- I have to find my Verdants. I actually had only had one in my pile, but I know I have at least the foil one from like a week oh. and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, you pull a foil. Like I, I, they're around. Like it was one of my Titan when we ran up to two fetches. I had a. I, ran I knew a you, you played. You played Verdance, yeah, because you wanted to play the most expensive uh, green fetches. No, well, it was the windswept. That was like my go-to fetch. Like if I had one fetch, it was windswept. It was because it was the secret layer foil that I bought. But you it mean was the, like you mean the expedition? Was, yeah, the Zendikar Rising expedition. The the Verdant was just like a double or um, MH two, uh, kind of special foil the i don't like it border, that much the old border frame yeah well no, no it wasn't old border. it was like the uh it wasn't like the basic bitch one it was like the enhanced oh the etched it was etched yeah it, which is fine but it like on on not at the time it was like non-titan decks i don't care i just want the, i want the card um yeah, it's etched. That's the word. No, it was extended art. It was just extended art. Oh, it had extended. I, I always, whenever I think back of those fetches, I always think of the, uh, the like old borders. Yeah. Oh, let me look real quick. The image to foil. I'm basically. sure it's not. I'm sure it's not that much. Nineteen dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, because like image uh, two is still in print. Yeah. So like you can still like go buy packs anywhere. Right. Right. Yeah. And. uh... Okay, so verdants are not even a big deal anyway, but like that's the one I have to. I probably have to like go scrounging for them. I was gonna say that's a good thing is that fetches aren't expensive anymore because verdants right. used to be like fifty bucks. Oh, I know. I, like, I bought verdants when they were fifty. And that I was mean, tarns used to be like a hundred. Yes, and, and misties were eighty. Yeah. And then when Uro was legal, it flipped. Right. You had to buy uh, misties. <laughs> yep. When Snoltai was around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Girl, yep, I know. Anyway, uh, but yeah, just I have to like dig for verdants. Outside of that, it's like when I pull up the list, I was like, oh, okay, I need to get two birds. I was like, I know I have birds. Oh, I have my birds still. My the the ninth edition foil that's like eight hundred dollars. I still have that. Yeah, I'll I had a. I, I looked through. I was like, okay, my green like my stupid green decks had them. My old ones, and yeah, I found two. So I was like, perfect. So I so that was like twenty dollars. So it was gonna be like sixty. I was like, okay, now I'm up forty. And I cut crime and punch me. I was like, all right, I just want to not do. it. I was like, yeah, let's get the crime. I think they're ten, right? 
Uh, it was like it was like half the order. Like it was that made it forty. Oh, <laughs> uh, that doesn't surprise me. I know they got bought out. Yeah, and that makes me so upset because I sold my two before they got bought out when they were like five dollars, and then I sold Yawkmoth, and then someone was like, "Hold, do you still have your crime and punishments?" I was like, "No, I sold them," and they're like, "Damn!" And I was like, "Why?" And they're like, "They went up to like twenty bucks or something." And I was like, "Oh," <laughs> I was like, "Of course they did." It sucks to suck. Oh well, I mean, to be fair, when I sold Yawkmoth, Yawkmoths were only twenty bucks. Right, yeah. And now they're 60. Like, yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, when I sold Yawgmoth, I would have never thought Yawgmoth would be tier 1. And it probably isn't anymore. I, I mean, it's... I think it's... I would say it's tier 1.5. Yeah, I, I, I don't it's think like, it's ever left that little home. Yeah, I think it's like Amulet, where it's like, it's a really good deck if you're a competent pilot. Like, yeah, like, if you know the deck, which fortunately I do, thankfully, like, yeah. you could play it anywhere. and You might not win the event, but you'll probably top 8. Yeah, I mean, you, you could be competitive. Yeah, like, you, you have problems against some of the format, like, Fucking Omnath probably still sucks dick, and then Rhinos. Well, I mean, Rhinos is always hard. Yeah, but then you line up against creativity. Like, All right, Yogmoth, I have creatures. Good yeah, luck with Hammer and creativity are like buys, right? Like, I mean, against creativity, like what do they do? They put a Archon into play. You sack on dying guy, and then win the next turn. Right. I think I have two chalices. Uh oh, you're just looking at a list. I mean, I'm not like the sideboard. I'm less worried about because it's so. You could, yeah, you could make a defensible moves anywhere. Like, well, yeah, like I probably would play Shieldred, which we have two. Like, I would play Shieldred in the board because it right. is a another combo piece card thing that you can do. Right. Yeah. That um, you after, is- well, I watched so Jet when he won Stellarfies with uh, what's his name Donovan, and right. they both were on Yawgmoth. Like when Jet played against Tyler on Murktide, Jet stuck a Shieldred, and then like Tyler just could not play the game anymore. Gotcha. Like, he basically ran Tyler down to, like, two cards in hand and was like, alright, cord 4-4, four, four. and he was like, oh, okay, he's gonna go get Yawgmoth, like, on the kind of, like, semi-empty board, and then he was like, alright, I'm gonna go get Shieldred put into play, and Tyler was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, how do I how do I beat this? Right. Yeah. Like, like the cards that, like, you, like, definitively need is, like, Thoughtseize, Liberator, Hearse, Endurance, uh, Force, and Shieldred. Right. Like, Magus, I might play. I guess I might have to. I guess with all the zoo decks running around, it feels like Magus is probably free. Right, yeah. And then, like, I, I, I've never been a fan of Chalice. I mean, if Rhinos is that good, Chalice is probably needed. Because, like, that's your, like, only way, really, to beat. Um, yeah. And then, like, I usually play, like, Bailoth in my board for Burn, because there's a lot of it in Texas. Yeah. Oh, and it gets, like, the Rakdos... Uh, Scam deck, yeah. You can like they'll have to take Bayloth out of your hand, and you just get to put it in play for free. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Well, Jet sold me on Bayloth. I mean, Jet's like the man of Texas that plays Yawgmoth. <laughs> so that's true. He, yeah, he. I know that's like he'll play whatever at like F and M style events, but he's like Yawgmoth is my tournament deck. Like he's like hard set in that. Yeah, one messenger, I would never go up to two. I'm not Donovan. <laughs> I mean, Donovan played two, and yeah, I was Donovan, like... Yeah, Donovan has kind of, like, these crazy opinions. Yeah, like, Jed and I always talk about it, because Jed's like, just don't do what he does, because I was like, yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it's either you play Chalice or you play Necromentia, is where, where it is, basically. Okay. I mean, that's what it is. They're both for hate for rhinos, essentially. Right. Like, one of them, they can shatter, and the other one, they can counter. 
Yeah, Necro seems pretty good. Necro. I like Necro too because Tron is everywhere in Texas, and that's how you beat Tron. I mean, it just like you just can nab like a high. And it gets Amulet, Amulet creativity. Um, nab the Furies <laughs> against four color piles. Yeah, I've always been. I need to. I've, I've just always been on the the what if on on four color for bringing in Necro. Yeah, because like sometimes it just doesn't feel good. Now I guess four color is just fucking brain delight again i mean it could be the deck i i threw in the modern channel is it the one with soul of wind grace uh shape anew and and portal to phyrexia no this is from this is recent this is from the 5k okay okay. it went six and two and it plays an omnath a soul of wind grace and a valky and then supreme i'll I'll just just btl yeah just btl with leyline binding is annoying as shit like, I don't know. I guess that's why Yawgmoth's playing uh, Tamiyo Safekeeping now. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't touch it. Like, I guess you have to. Yeah. Then I'll Teferi Minus pick it back up, and you're like, damn. I mean, wait, I mean, there's not much else you can do about that. <laughs> yeah, high, high school plays, baby. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking Teferi. He needs to leave my life. <laughs> if Yeah, that's... I would be I would be so happy if they just banned that from modern. I mean, I'd, you know my opinion on cards that break rules. Yeah. He literally does. That's his <laughs> whole gimmick is breaking the rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I found that Zenigo, so I forgot I had it. The altered one, I was like, well, Brett can have it. He wants it. I think I just bought a foil, so it doesn't matter. I mean, you can just have it anyways if you want to use it. Or I guess I can hold on to it if I want to build your deck. Yeah. yeah like, I would need a World Spine Worm. Uh, I have two total, so I, I got you. You know what fucks me up, by the way? So in that, uh, was it the 30k or 5k for Pioneer? I don't remember. Either way, in it, in the top eight, and I almost pulled the trigger and bought this stuff because it's cheap as shit, was Elves. <laughs> okay, yeah. Did you look at the Elves deck? Um, this is the... Th- it's oh. Benjamin Riley. Oh yeah, uh, about well, okay, four hundred dollars. Yeah, so I, I found his Twitter. Well, so I mean, we already have all like the basic shit. Like we have the lands. You have Nykthos. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like like when I was putting this stuff in the cart to build elves, the most expensive card was the fucking Besaiju's. Yep, that that because we have we have Coco's. I mean, we have Besaiju's. I was just looking to wanting to get extras, but like all the elves are just worthless. Yeah, I mean, Leaf Clown Visionary is like. 18 for the set yeah but it's a standard card like it just got printed so oh, like, you, you could find them pretty easily the hardest card for me to find was the war masters yeah i could i bet that I, I could imagine that'd be tough to find locally but i mean i, I looked at i looked at meta and they had everything like they I, they have uh, besides pause for reflection okay but i would have to just go look through bulk uh i i can look uh, let me put it in the machine pause for reflection I don't even know what this was. It's a fog. Oh. Was well, it the new? No, it's not the new one. No, it's oh, a fog yeah, from. Okay. It just has convoke, so you can use your to pay for it. Woo! I th- I also liked it because like I love Vivian and I love Nissa, and it plays both on board. Yeah, like the ones that no one plays. Yeah, Evo has two War Masters. Uh, you said Meta did. Uh, yeah, Meta Meta had a set. the The one that Meta doesn't have is Leaf Crown Visionary. That's the only elf they don't have. But yeah, everything else for the deck is like stupid cheap. 
Evo had a few. Uh, pause. Darkhound has six copies. I mean, it's I'm pro- a, it's a quarter. I was gonna say, I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm not gonna build elves, but <laughs> it is a deck that we're close to. Like out of Pioneer, if I'm gonna tell, be honest with you, out of just me alone, out of decks that like we could build, I sold out. I sold Rakdos Sack, so we're like as far away from Rakdos as possible. Oh no! Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I just don't care. So we have Nykthos. I'm gonna guess you have still have Omnixilis. No, I sold him too because they went yeah. up. Ah, oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay. I have Angrath. Yeah, there it is. And the <laughs> Coligans Command. Okay. But I mean, I bought that Coligans Command for me. I didn't buy it because of the tag. Yeah. Like, when I move, I'm going to put it in a hard case uh, or a top loader, and I'm going to put it on the, the cutout I have of Coligan. Ah, okay. Sure. And just put it there. I mean, I just, I'm never going to play Rakdos. I have no interest or want to play it's, Rakdos. It seems like in this metagame, it's. I think it's maybe a little overrated too. Well, I definitely think it is. Like I, it was said a long time ago when I first got back into Pioneer when I was on Spirits, yeah. which was it. It's a deck that's good if it's a good player, but it is a deck that's awful if it's a bad player. Sure, yeah, I can see that. Like, and I agree with that. Like, I think it definitely is like one of those decks that, like, if you make the wrong line, like kill a creature early and then get like against Grease Fang. Like, if you're just like, oh, I'll. You know, I have a, a shatter, but I'll kill Grease Fang before the shatter, and then they, like, same turn, you know, because you have to do it main phase, they just put Grease Fang back into play. Right. And then you're like, oh, I lose. <laughs> like, I versus, like, holding up the shatter, killing Grease Fang next turn. Right, yeah. Or, like, plays like that, and then, you know, stuff like that. And against, like, humans and whatnot. But, uh, so we have Nykthos, and we have all the new cards for Nykthos, more than likely. I think we're missing... You said you got Stonebrain? Uh oh yeah, yeah someone we, shared their list of like on Twitter of like green if they were playing it at the RC and oh. uh, let me tell you let me let me find it and you're never gonna believe what the changes were. This is Mono Green Devotion, right? Yeah, um, I want you to think what the main board change was. Well, I mean, I, I would get. I mean, I would say Scoos is the right is the one, uh, and Jacob wants Scoos. Um, I, if it's not Scoos, I would think Lovestruck. Outside of that, I, I, I could think of like another card that's reasonable. They play one Lovestruck and one Carrioted. Okay, that's the yeah. only change. Everything else in the main is the same, as always. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if, it is, if it's not broken, like... Yeah, the first, like, 56 cards are, are, are staples. Then you can play the Planeswalker you find most attractive... Or if you want, well, to yeah. Play. I mean, most of them I think are going to move away from the the cutesy planeswalkers. Oh yeah, it was Todd Anderson, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and mainboard and mainboard boat. He is on mainboard boat, but I, I definitely think that's correct with all the aggro decks that are going to be running around. Right. But yeah, just... sideboard, Tormod's Crypt, Darksteel okay. Citadel. You know, yeah. Staples. Uh, okay. So, uh, well, I, I would say the other one's better. Treasure Treasure Vault, but sure. I, I I'm sure it's just. I eat artifact land. Sure. Yeah. Um, Pithy needle. Okay. Shadow spear. Yep. All right. Bank buster. Sure. Yeah. Damping sphere. Yeah. Yeah. Purse. Mm-hmm. Chariot. Okay. Cauldron. Yeah. You need that. The veil. Sure. Yep. That's Boat. Mm-hmm. Statue. Yep. And then I just want you to take a guess on the three other cards. They are new. I'll tell you that. They're they are new. new. Okay. So stone brain. That. Yeah. That's one. 
the oh, I can't think of the card. The the protection against everything. Nope, that's not one of them. That's not one of them. Okay. Um, the green one that allows you to untap the land. That becomes yeah, what color automaton? Yeah, that's a little overrated, but sure, it's passable, I guess. That's what Todd Anderson likes. So yeah, that's one of them. And then okay. can you guess the last one? I I guess not. Really? It's the one that is, I mean, it replaced a card that was in there already. Oh, oh, the new the new meteor golem. Oh, yeah, yeah, the eight mana yeah. one, cityscape yeah, leveler. Sense. Yeah. No, nope, that's his list. That's it. Yeah, just. No, no no sideboard changes ever yeah i figured that was like i i know like people were saying that like you just register the same 60 every match yeah i mean i don't think so here's the other thing too by the way um so jacob put in the the messenger because he's talking to us about um like the nerd guys about something I, I don't remember i'm trying to find it drew's kid also is is out out today by the way they they brought him home suede oh good 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 okay um so brothers war is gonna be on mtgo tomorrow okay and then so jacob asked if he could have a, a like a list of cmc to look at while in a match at, at the regional championship and i was like and me and nick were like no because you can't look at notes between game like in games you can't look at notes like from outside of the play area, right? Yeah, uh, you can at like sideboarding and and beforehand and afterhand. So yeah. I went though. I told him I was like, no, you you can look up Oracle text like whenever. That is a rule now. Yeah, you, like you, you just you, put your phone in the middle of the table and you can look up Oracle text on your card. Right. Um, and then Jacob asked to borrow fires because he still doesn't know what he's like what he's going to be certain on. <sighs> okay. Uh, I, I told him, I was like, dude, you need to pick. Like, I, I, I told him, I asked him if he was going tomorrow. Because I'll bring Phoenix and I'll update it with, I mean, Iconoclast. That's really it. Oh, a new Lava Coil, right? Right, yeah. Um, I'll have to figure out what I'll cut for that. I guess I'm probably not going to play Vance's Blastic Station anymore. I'm also curious how good artifacts are going to be. Like, I think it's like, like the, the new Sweeper. It's like you could just nab... Um... Oh, yeah, but I'm talking about, like, the prototype ones, because, like, that, a braid will hit those, where that okay. sweeper will not. Okay, yeah. If, like, people play, like, the warm coil. Tr- yeah, that's true. Or, no, the sweeper will kill that, because it's three it, or less. It's, yeah, it's three three men about your less, yeah. If they if they pay the prototype. Mm-hmm. My worry is, like, if the prototype or the, the portal thing is more popular, then obviously a braid will be better than the sweeper. Yeah. Because you'll want a braid over the sweeper. Right. Don't, there, don't, yeah. don't really want your opponent stealing ledger shredders against Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's what I'm waiting on. Because, like, that'll also debate if, like, we do play new Lava Coil. Because, like, Phoenix has never really needed it before. Like, Lava Coil is a card. Right. Versus, like, Pyro has needed Lava Coil as a card. Yeah. Like, I think for Pyro, I would definitely play two of that Lava Coil. Right. But for Phoenix, like, I'm, I'm pretty in the middle. Because I, I, like, I don't want to cut Crackling Drake. Because, like, that's just really good right now. And against Green, it just ends the game. Because that's what that dude's post was. It's like, you're just trying to close the game out quickly. Right. That sideboard guide. Yeah, because you don't care about, like, as Phoenix, your your threats kind of 
don't care about the four four body. Well, so like when I played against Green, I would cut. Um, yeah, so for Model Green, he cut all of his. Okay, so he got all of his Phoenixes in a charter course and brought in a D stroke thing, the ice and blink of an eye. Right. Which I mean, I'm not playing blink of an eye, nor will I probably ever play blink of an eye. His sideboard's weird. <laughs> like, It'll, he's it, a professional yeah. Magic player. I'm not gonna lie. So like, I have no real. <laughs> Like, obviously, I'm out of my, my wheelhouse in that zone, but <laughs> I, I definitely don't think I'll be playing Blink of an Eye. I like, I like it, but... So, Rakdos mid, he brought in Crackling Drake and took out all of his Phoenixes. Right. Because, like, yeah, I, I agree. There's, like, some matchups where, like, you want to cut the combo. Because, like, the combo just doesn't do anything. Like, against right. humans, he cuts he cuts the combo. But, I mean, that I think that's more if you're just calling that your opponent's going to have a rip. Yeah. Because, like... Yeah, against Greasefang, he cuts, like, the combo, which is a little weird to me. Well, they they have... I mean, Grease has the uh, the thing. The hearse. Yeah, but you play, you're play. you going to bring in Shatters anyways. Because he also cut all of his Phoenixes, and then just brought in Thing in the Ice, and uh, Sweepers, and Jays. But I guess no, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would bring in Iconoclast if you're worried about them trying to go through you over Jace. Like, I like Jace. Don't get me wrong. I think Jace is phenomenal. It's won me a game once as Phoenix. It's won me many a games as a different deck. No, I know, but it's like it. it it's still like it's not. As no, I, I get to it. Do it, it yeah. yeah, I was gonna say no. It's like one of the better Plan Bs because like the thing is like when you bring it in, most of the time your opponent's gonna have boarded out like the random spot removal because like. Obviously, like, killing a phoenix is not great, unless it's, like, gonna permanently kill a phoenix. Right, you want magma spray. Yeah, which no one plays. Right, right. Yeah, I guess blue-white, I love just board out all the removal, and then the combo. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that was interesting. There's so many many cards you bring in for for blue control. I mean, it makes sense, because, like, Lightning Axe and Fiery Impulse are literally blanks, game one. Axe is like, target this first phoenix, discard my other phoenix... Or, like, target my Ledger Shredder that's, like, a 3-6 or whatever. Right. Yeah. I definitely think Phoenix is probably Tier 1, like, way up there with green. Oh, I think so, too. It's just good. Uh, I'm annoyed because it, uh, that goes against what I said before. But... I mean, we both, I still shit-talk Phoenix. I play the deck religiously now, and I'll still shit-talk it. I definitely... It it's funny because we talk about Rakdos being a deck that punishes bad players, but I think Phoenix like definitively punishes bad players. Right. Like me and Nick talked about it a lot. Like a new player cannot play Phoenix unless they're very well known in like what Phoenix is trying to do. Yeah. Because a lot of players, like when I first played Phoenix, I was a bad Phoenix player, and I was always like, "All right, I'll Lightning Axe ditch my Phoenix on turn one," and then they would play like a Scooze, and then I'm like, "Oh well, I lost that forever." <laughs> Versus, like, where you need to wait and then do the combo turn essentially all in one go. Right. Like, Phoenix definitely punishes bad play. Yeah. Um, and then, like, greedy players who don't cruise, like, a Phoenix away because they need to. Like, I've definitely been in that spot where you're like, your hand sucks, and you're like, ah, oh, but if I cruise, I'll have to eat a Phoenix, but that feels bad. It's like, we have three more. Right. Like, would you rather draw three cards and stay in the game, or, like... <laughs> try to get a try, try no to, cl- cling on the dream yeah mm. and now with ledger shredder you do get a buffer though of like a good card that like right. can get you out of games and ledger and shredder is a is part of the staple of it's always in every game 
Like, Phoenix is definitely not, <laughs> according to the sideboard guide. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Ledger Charger is good. Like, when I played against Green, like, Ledger Charger becomes, like, a fucking 6-8. Right. And it's, yeah. like, it's, it like, good luck. It's Cavalier. It's just, like, all right, eventually this will be better. Yeah. Yeah, like, when I played against Aaron that one day on Green, I kept in three Phoenixes and then, like, one one and one combo piece. Yeah. Because, like, against them, like, sometimes doing the combo just, like, wins the game. Yeah. Where you just attack in, and your deck has, like, ten cards in it, and you've, like, crafted the perfect hand. Yeah. It's crazy that Lotus Field is so good. Shut up. It's not by Paul guess, Hearts anyway. <laughs> I guess I'll buy Zakamas that meta for you. Fuck no. I I'll I'll hold stand my ground here. Like I don't care that he won. It's stupid. Zakamas are stupid. They're only six dollars. <laughs> they're they're ten dollars. <sighs> Might be out of your price range. The judge promo looks sick, though. Too bad it's like thirty bucks. Yeah, I just don't. I, I will admit, I just don't really get where you're bringing them in all the time. Like that's why I I played Lotus when Pioneer first like kicked off, and me and Ryan were on Lotus together. Yeah, and like that was when Lotus was like medium, where it is now, kind of. That was that the pre breach, or was that just like just can trips and poor pieces or um poor and yeah it was that yeah. approach approach win yes and you had the you had fey of wishes yeah okay I mean, it's not terribly different like it's i mean no it's like i mean lotus ultimate really wins. changed like too much yeah like game plan's still the same like untap land win game right <clears throat> now you just get some better like win the game cards like ultimatum well, you go get like omniscience. You had to get three different cards, right? It's um, yeah. It's I would have to like look at a guy, but behold is one of them. You can get oh the and, tutor. Yeah, because then you just get uh like double hidden strings, and uh, oh they have to pick two for you to go to cast right. Mm-hmm. They pick one to go back and it, right for ultimatum. Yeah, you can even get like. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, shuffle. So they you, they pick one. So like Mastermind Acquisition, I'm sure it's one of the other ones. Well, it's like poor or Dark Petition. It'll be poor Dark. Uh, yeah, I would have to like actually brain out because someone had like a a guide of like what to grab to to automatically win. I think it used to be like poor over the pages, uh, omniscience and uh, like behold something like that so jacob has this deck i kind of want to take it from him <laughs> lotus field yeah he has it it's really outdated though like i don't think he has Lear. Uh, this is on one plus zero i have a second Lear if we're going to copy lists because that was on one and one the deck's so cheap too that's like the crazy thing to me yeah the besides the three besages i mean dude you need them like, yeah well yeah i mean i've i've seen <laughs> what green can do to yeah, you? Yeah, you, you see, you see how the the the, the fuckery. Yeah, I probably, I just, I like Lotus Field is like the ad nauseum of the format, so you don't have a plan B, like game one. True. Like with ad nauseum back in the day, like you could win an instant speed with lightning axe, but you could also just be like, I'll play this thing that doesn't let me die. I'll put a lab man out and I'll spoils plus like fucking serum visions. This list, man, I hate it so much. Like, Which one? The, the one that I'm the, looking at? The, the one, one that won? Zikamas. Yeah. The, why? It's... Like, it, I can see why you need him. Like, I... Well, I, I... Do you bring him in against, like, humans? Like... 
Like, I guess he kills their board, right? And he's a big, dumb 9-9? I still don't see it. Like, I, I need to be sold on this. The, to put it lightly, I need to be sold on this. That is just not a three-headed dinosaur that looks dope as shit? That's, that's not a good enough sell for you? <laughs> that's, mean, a good, that's a good enough sell for me. Like, I, I know, yeah. The judge promo, you're like, all right, fine, I'm in. Let's build the deck. Yeah, like, for me, I'm just sold on art. You show me a cool art of a card, I'm in. Dude, I saw those answer ghosts. I'm now a religious Phoenix player. Like, the day I die. <laughs> like, I gotta play Gus and everything. That Gus is sick as shit. I've never... Now I'm like, before we even start recording, I gotta figure out where that fucking thing's from. Aethergust. Secret layer. Like, like the other supporting products with it or whatever? Oh yeah, I just wanna know which one it's from. Oh, Far Out Man. Okay, it's neat. Uh, so it came out with Counterspell, Factor Fiction, Mystical Tutor, Fabricate, and then Aethergust. That's that one's not that bad. I definitely never heard of it until just now. Yeah, no, me neither. God, I want, dude, I want that Blood Moon so damn bad, and I don't even play Blood Moon in anything. The oh, the Blood Moon, the I gold, the gold I know, one. I know. You have to admit, it looks so good. Like it just as a card, it just looks so good. God, I hate secret players because some of them are just so fucking cool. I like the Double Masters full art. It's pretty cool. Oh, for Blood Moon? I like that yeah. one, too. Blood Moon has, it doesn't really have bad art. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't like the Amica invocation. I, I think it's actually... Oh, I love that art, where it's over the pyramid. Well, I, I don't like the frame. The frame is... No one white. likes the frame. Well, that, so that's, like, why I don't like it. And I, I, so... love, I love the frame. I, I thought about getting spell pierces that were the, uh, the invocation ones, but except they're, like, fucking $40 or whatever. Was that invocation spell pierce? Yes, I was, where it has Kefnet on it. I love Kefnet. Yeah, it has Kefnet holding up. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I used to have those for Infect. I'm trying to look at the Teferi from the RC that Jacob's getting. They are $90. Yeah, because, well, those are never getting, like, you're never going to see those again. That's it's why. It's crazy, yeah. The Sword Championship uh, possible. are all right. There's a Sword Championship. What? The Sword, oh. sword yeah. It's it's all right. I still like the extended art Double Masters one. I know I like that art a lot because it's like Strixhaven looking. Yeah, <laughs> I love the it's sassy kind of where it's like ah uh, no. <laughs> oh, that's lame. The Teferi is uh, the regular art. The Teferi for the regional championship. A five fairy. Yeah, it's just the normal art with a swish. Oh. But Nikthos got, like, a brand new art. <laughs> what? <laughs> why, why did Teferi not get new art? Damn, I'm glad I didn't qualify for this year. Our fucking... Our regional championship's gonna be dope as shit. When you get your invite. Yeah, the Pro Tour... No, it's different. It has the correct uh, plus one ability. Is untapped. Oh, did they actually it. change the wording on him? Yeah. Oh my I god, think- that's, that's not even that... Fuck, fuck off, friend. <laughs> Yeah, because the one that we're going to has Gideon. Woo. I'm ready for next season, though. The thing in the ice and the mystical dispute. No, oh, yeah. That that's one, that's going to be a good season to grind. Like, even just getting those mystical disputes. It's like, really good. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm looking at Dreamhack. Oh, I don't want to buy a ticket. I'm not going. Stop. Let's see. Um, three needles. That's crazy. Seems so, like a lot of needles. Are you still looking at... Uh, yeah, it's still there. 
God, that thing in the ice is so cool again. It's a crab. Okay, I'm looking at the other lists from the 30k. That Gideon looks so good too, and that, and you get it for just going. I'll need two of them. They're all playing Zakama. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I'm wrong. You are. I told you you were wrong. I'm glad that you're finally realizing it. But that well, I don't have. There's no like. I don't know why I'm wrong. It is Lear just a like an extender. No, it do, just wins do you know game. what? Okay, do you know what that means? I an extender. No. An extender is like to extend your combo if you need it, like to keep going. Oh yeah, I mean it reads like gain more mana. That's like, that's I, what I mean. It's it's to keep. Sure. This one plays fucking behold the multiverse. Behold the multiverse. What yeah, this is the one that got twentieth. That's just scry two, draw two. Oh seriously? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. <laughs> That, that's that's an extender. <laughs> you want the definite that right there is an extender. Yeah, for the you know for the quote unquote grindy matchups, I think you could probably do a little better than like a pretty fair cantrip. At four mana, fuck it, play uh, whatever the one that gives you two energy. I mean, shit. It's a, yeah. Well, I guess the difference is with that one, you could tuck it away and they can't touch it, and that's two mana. Right. If they draw step quick in thoughts, he's like, well, let me respond. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, wait, no, you can still tuck it. Right, yeah, it's on your Oh, turn. dude, fuck it. What a, Easy. I, Fortell is so stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, draw step with your hellbent, draw this card. Right, when I was command. playing that standard, I always would be like, before damage, Fortell, and like, go. Because <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Because you just yeah. do whatever. You're like, all right, go to combat. All right, before declared attackers foretell. Uh, go past attackers. Go to second main phase. Your guy. <laughs> In my end step foretell. It's like one of the only things that like doesn't have a specific time. Right. Oh, at my draw step pause foretell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you taking it. So, Brett, here's a question before we start getting into it. Here's a okay. here's a little judgy question for you. Okay. A good chance I get this one wrong, but okay. What is the one mechanic that doesn't use the stack? Uh Oh, I think it's Megamorph or Morphing. It is Morphing. Morphing does not use the stack. Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah, you easy. got it. It doesn't have to be Megamorph. It's just Morph as a whole. Or flipping Morph, a, yeah. Flipping a Morph does not use the stack. I.E., do you know the name of the card that is a counterspell as a Morph? Yeah, Stratus Dancer, baby. Yeah. The one way to counter the uh, the ad nauseum win con, split yeah. second win con, yeah, that's the only way. You know how many people when I was judging would always call me over and they were like, they can't morph. I'm like, doesn't use the stack? Yeah, they can. <laughs> They're like, but they can't respond. I'm like, yes, they can. It doesn't use the stack. That's like the one split second workaround. Uh, well, I mean, in triggers, but yeah, sure. Yeah. So, like, i.e., if you're an ad nauseum player, you're at two, and you go to Angel's Grace, and they have an idol on. You will die before your angel's grace resolves. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So, that is the difference. That, that has killed me many a times as an ad nauseum player. When I'm against burn, they're like, turn two idol on. I'm like, Ugh, didn't keep the combo in my hand. Yeah. Gotta play my ramp spells. Yeah. Pentad prisms and shit and take fucking four damage a turn. <laughs> I don't, I don't fucks, dude. And that card's 20 bucks. Yeah. 
Like, that's the only reason we don't have, like, the actual, like, mono-red burn deck in Pioneers, because uh, I don't want to buy Idolots. Yeah, is that... I mean, that must be it. Or pretty it, it is. It. Well, I mean, besides that, like... So all of them are Obosh anyways, again. Like, most of them. Let's see, the one that got 67th... No, this one's red. Yeah, so it's only Eidolon, looking at it, because I have the, uh... The Tor brands, but Tor brands are also a dollar. Yeah. We have the Dens... We don't own Leyline of Combustion, but apparently to get a set of Leyline of Combustion, it is two dollars. <laughs> I bought I have, the. I have Ferocidons, thank fucking god. Those are <laughs> a bitch to find, dude. Nowhere had that card. I have. I have the Chandra Tods. I think I have a playset of it. Oh, Torchy. Yeah. I was gonna get one because some Phoenix players played in their board, and like I just could not find one, or at least that meta meta didn't have one. Yeah, it, I mean, but she's so- also she's like a dollar. <laughs> Oh, really? Chandra said $9 on... Oh, she is. Okay, I was gonna say, she has, like, a fuck ton of printings, though. No, yeah, she... Yeah. Like, when I looked up Chandra Torch Defiance, the amount of printings that came up for that card... Like, their Pioneer Challenger deck, fucking... She's been in, like, two other decks. Yeah. Oh, it's, like, $7 on, uh... Their basic bitch art of it. She has that, uh... She has that cool border from her spellbook. Yeah, I got, I got two of those spell books, uh, so I have two of those arts. Yeah, then she has two San Diego versions. Oh, does she? Yeah, they're dope. I used to have them. One of them's from the Bolus one, and then the other one's from the Dominaria one. Oh, that's right. They, she got two of the... Yeah, she's one of the only Planeswalkers to have two San Diego Comic-Con versions. Was it... Uh, that were printed like within the same year. Was it Gideon also? Ally? No, Gideon. it goes Gideon Ally, then Gideon of the Trials. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. the Gideon, uh, Gideon of the Trials is the Almond Cat one. Was it Jace, Unraveler of Secrets? Is the other one? No, it went Jace and then Castaway. Okay. Yeah, I think it's just Chandra. I'll look at them real quick while we get ready. Oh, but... I thought there was. I thought you said there was a second. Uh, a second Chandra Todd and uh, something else. They haven't printed it at San Diego Comic. I think the last San Diego Comic Con they did was the or the Spark one, where it was all the really cool um, God Eternals. Oh yeah, okay. that was just their head as a shadow in the city, mm-hmm. and then Bolus, uh, MTG San Diego Comic Con. Okay, I need to talk to. I'll just message the dive down. Like, hey, someone explains a comma. What am I missing? Yeah, can you actually get? I'm I'm like being genuine. I, I'm actually curious too. Like, no, I, I mean, I I, I kind of want to just know, like, why, like, what exactly you're. Like, it makes like, me sound it, like a dumbass, but like. I, it doesn't like it. It it's a like yeah. It's zero mana on you know on resolution, but like it doesn't like it's not a ramp spell. Like the effect is okay. I'm gonna look. They're gonna look at you and be like dumbass. It's this. I mean, I'd be I okay. Wanna... I, I'd be okay with that. Be like, yeah, call me a dumbass. Like I I don't know what this does. Like I don't know why you went with it. Like to me, I'm more curious. Like what are you bringing it in for? Like, it, like it's weird. It's just like, would you wish for it? Like, put it in hand to do it because that's like thirteen mana. So all the it's flipwalkers, like... Jades. I know I'm listening. I'm just looking up because now I'm just curious. Oh, Nissa Vital Force was from the uh, Dominaria one. That's cool. I didn't know that. So which Gideon was from the Dominaria one? So Gideon. 
Oh, it was Gideon of the Trials. So Gideon of the Trials also has two, because he's in the Omnicat one. So there you uh, go. Okay, okay. I thought it was... Okay. Well, I no, yeah. Ally. Get, so yeah. Ally's from the zombie one. That's That one's right. my favorite. Yeah, where yeah. they're all dead except for Lily. Yep. Yeah, and then... Yeah, so it goes Jason Raveler, then Cunning Castaway. Oh, no, then Unraveler again. Yeah, so... Yeah. So Unraveler... Really? It's Unraveler, Trials, and Torch. I'll have two SCCCs that you can get. I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I gotta know. I'm gonna go with the storm community where they talk, uh, Bryant cooks. Um, I love that we're like, like we should, the whole episode's us trying to figure out why they play Zakama. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, like honestly, set, set set episode we're talking about Zakama. <laughs> so I've been listening to a lot more podcasts lately. I this this one man that does them now, who's a YouTuber you might have heard of. Um, he's a gaming YouTuber. His name's Markiplier. Um, uh, never. No, I don't know him. Really? Okay, well, he does a lot of games, but he does podcasts. He has two. Uh, one of them is called Distractable, where they do, like, a competition every episode, and then whoever wins hosts the next episode. Okay, sure. Uh, which is a lot of fun to listen to. Highly That's recommend. Cool. It is. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and then they do one called Go My Favorite Sports Team, him and his other friend. Okay. Uh, which is, basically, his friend has a major, like a master's degree in, like, sports knowledge and whatnot. And okay. then Mark okay. knows literally stone nothing about sports. <laughs> so it's okay. like it's them two together and he's like discussing like sports related things and all that and blah 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 and then mark's like trying to understand it so it's, it's really interesting gotcha the most expensive by the way fun fact while you figure this out the most expensive sdcc promo you can own is liliana of the dark realms at seven hundred dollars whoa i would definitely have not guessed that the second one, from the same SDCC, by the way, is Jace Memory Adept. Actually, it's really the whole set of those SDCCs are, like, overly expensive. Because it goes it goes Liliana at 700 This was the first SDCC, by the way. Okay, okay. So Liliana at 700 Jace at 300 Chandra Pyromaster at $200, uh, Johnny at 300 and then, <laughs> who do you think the Green Planeswalker is, by the way? I this? would have guessed Nissa, but maybe Garouk? It is Garouk. It's Garouk, Collar of Beast at $90. Gosh. He's so cheap compared to the other four. <laughs> it's sad. And then the second most expensive STCC, you can probably guess which one it is. Um, I mean, I, maybe. I will t- I will tell you, it's, it's another charcoal one, i.e. the black with the color oh. of their mana. Oh, it was a Jace VP? Yep, Flippy. Flippy. Now, here's a question, though. Which of those is the most expensive SDCC of that of that set? Like, if you were to buy the single, which one do you think would be the most expensive? The single from the zombie? No, 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 not the zombie. This is the, the Flippy ones. Like, baby baby planeswalkers. I would, I would have guessed Jace, but maybe Nyssa? Nope, it is Liliana, Untouched by Death. Or Liliana, Heretical Healer, the Flippy okay. one, at $200. Jace is only 105. Uh, isn't that like more of a commander card? That yeah, she she it. plays. That, she's a commander. Yeah. That kind and, of makes sense. And then out of uh, the Dominaria ones, you probably already know which one that's going to be. It's Torture Defiance. Sure. Yeah. M- makes sense. And then out of the Amaket ones, which one do you think it is? Oh my god! Uh, it's, it's so hard. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- I'll I'll list them to you. I, I won't okay, try to okay. make it. Again. So okay. it's so uh, this one had more than the regular amount. Because it okay. had Bolas in it. So it's okay. Chandra, Torch, uh, Liliana, Death's Majesty, 
Gideon of the Trials, uh, Jace Cunning Castaway. So that's black, red, blue. Oh, and they had another multicolored one at Nissa, the the blue green one. The blue green one. Okay. Yeah. So which of those five or six? Yeah, which of those six do you think is the most expensive? Okay. Oh, and it's the it's the God Pharaoh, by the way. The the seven mana one from Amonkhet or hour. Oh, isn't that the most expensive one? It is at one hundred and ten dollars. Oh yeah, and Chandra Todd. Yeah. Uh, Jace, I think, is the least expensive. Uh, he should be. That or like, Nissa might be the most least expensive. Uh, it is out of that one. Oh, Gideon is fucking twelve. Dude, we no. It is Gideon and Nissa are the two at twelve dollars. Uh, Jace is eighteen. Huh. I guess that is a combo card with uh, a ball. Oh, by the there. way, it wasn't cutting Castaway. It was. Um, I was wrong. It's Jason Raveler from the oh. the Almacat one. I would. Ex- I would just kind of guess that people would want the cutting castaway one a little bit more well cutting castaway is in the dominaria one right oh well, just like in general if, if i needed a well card. yeah that's the one that like what is it if you you can like clone him or whatever yeah you, there's clone combos with with cutting castaway i used to so there's another SDCC. it's 2014 okay and uh my favorite planeswalker card or not favorite planeswalker card that'd be a stretch because i have a lot of them but probably one of my favorite probably my top three uh is in it He's $50, and he's a 7-mana Planeswalker. Okay. Can you guess who that is? Uh, Liberated? No. No, no, no. It's only colored Planeswalkers. Oh, color. Okay. Uh, Monocolored? This one was technically their green one, but he's green in another color. Green in another one. Um, he's from Core 2015. <sighs> he's the big man on campus, Brent. You know who this is. If it's green, black, it's the apex predator, baby. Okay. It's the big man. Okay. I used okay. to when I first got back into competitive play, uh, or really I should say when I got into competitive play, uh, him and Gideon, Champion of Justice, were the two planeswalkers I saw. And I never really I collected prior to like this. Like I had bought packs and was playing Pokemon, but I was buying Magic product randomly. Here's fun facts about me. Okay. Sure. Um, and then my buddy was like, you should get into playing the game. You have all these, like, I have, like, dual lands and shit and all this other stuff that I picked up randomly. Just was kind of sitting on because it was kind of, like, just expensive and I would flip it for Pokemon cards at the sure. time. Yeah. Um, not really knowing, but whatever. Uh, but I saw him and I saw Champion of Justice. And you know what Champion of Justice is, right? It's a really bad Gideon. I, uh, no, actually. So he's four mana. Uh, his loyalty, I think, starts at fucking four. Oh, so I, I see it. Yeah, yeah. So I, he's I, the I he's up. the one minus a million exile all of the permanents. But his plus gives you a million. It's restrictive as hell because his plus okay. gives him loyalty equal to the number of creatures your opponents control. Okay. Um, okay. Yep. I see. I, I, I have pulled up now. Also, he can become a really large uh, Gideon with a zero because it's equal to his loyalty. So when I saw that Gideon and I saw Garouk, I was like, so I saw that Gideon first because I, I got in during like, it was like right after. It was Gate Crash was the same. Yeah, it was right after Theros was when yeah. I got in. So like kind of like learning competitive. Sure. Like I remember yeah. watching the Pro Tour for Journey into Nyx mm-hmm. where it was uh, Abzan against Abzan. It was uh, Patrick Chapin against uh, some Japanese player. I don't remember his name. But Patrick Chapin won his first Pro Tour and it was with uh, Elspeth's Sun's Champion. Which you would think, oh. after seeing that, I would be like, oh, Elspeth Sun's Champion is obviously the card 
that I should be wanting that as a white seems planeswalker. Like a good planeswalker. Yeah. No, fuck that. I wanted this guy. I was like, this card beats Elspeth Sun's champion because you can minus fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We gotta start somewhere, man. Going, going on. So so I buy a playset of Gideon Champion of Justice foils. They okay. at the time were like twelve bucks. Thought that was absurd. That's like people are sleeping on it. Right. You're clearly um, right here. Yeah. Yeah, fucking I'm like, people are stupid. This card's absurd. I'm gonna get them. Okay. Um, so fast forward, cons comes out. Uh okay. no, core fifteen comes out. And I see Garuk Apex Predator. And I'm okay. like, holy shit. Though here's the play. You play a ramp deck that curves into Garuk, and then you never have to worry about Elspeth ever again, because obviously his uptick just fucking blows her up. <laughs> uh, I played uh it's like a green black. It's kind of like ramp deck. Played like Sylvan carried it and shit. Okay. And Corsair. It was really bad. I mean, those are good cards. No, they're good it's... cards. Uh, when you curve off to Elspeth, uh, not when you're trying to curve off to a uh, Garuk Apex Predator. Um, <laughs> now, now I will say though, during that standard, Garuk did see play. There were decks that played Garuk. Yeah. As, sure, as a sure. one of, he did see play. Like, I mean, he's he's a very good card. Like, yeah. excluding his mana cost. <laughs> Sure. Like I think what I know obviously I know one of his pluses is blow up a planeswalker. Right. Um what's the other one? I think it makes like a three three a death touch, right? Uh yes, uh, but a three yeah. three a death touch. And then obviously his minus like destroy something, gain life, and then his emblem is obviously win the game. Yeah, sure. For i.e. most Garuks. Yeah. Um So I was like fucking hell yeah, sold. Didn't win a PTQ, if you'd believe it. Um <laughs> And then Cons comes out, and I remember I played Rally. Uh, or, well, so I played uh, Mardu Aggro, because that was a deck when Cons came out. And then, like, when Origins came out was when Rally, like, took off. Because you got Nantuko, Husk, Liliana, and stuff like that. Right. So yeah. I played Rally, but I was so... I think Gatecrash was still legal. I can't remember. If it was, I know for a fact I tried to play Gideon in the sideboard. <laughs> now, okay. to be fair, you can add all this to the episode at like an ending thing or whatever. However, uh, yeah, but, I think of those as at the end. But, but I did like it, I. So there was a point where I thought about getting out. Like I was like, all right, I played Rally. I never won a PTQ. Um, and then I like kind of started to work at Gen X. I was like, ah, I did buy out Sarkin at one point, the five mana guy that turns himself to a creature. Yeah, that sounds like something you would do. Well, and to be fair, he did go up a little bit, and I sold out. But like, he never sure. like. <laughs> there was never a point where Sarkin was a twenty dollars planeswalker. Um, I <laughs> yeah. think I bought him at like three dollars a piece, and, like sold out when they were like six. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I was like thinking of getting out of playing competitive standard. I was like, oh, this format sucks ass. Like, oh, like it's play siege rhino or lose or yeah, like yep. all this other shit. And then so then all of a sudden, my my dreams come true. A wonderful set called Battle for Zendikar comes out, and I see probably my favorite Planeswalker ever printed, which was Gideon Ally of Zendikar. And let me tell you, I dropped $120 on three of those motherfuckers so fast. And he didn't even really take off. Like, he took off, but he didn't really, like, see a whole lot of play until, like, I think closer to Kaladesh when, like, vehicles really started to see play. Like I know, Heart of Kieran like broke him for Martin. Well, vehicles. there was still like like if you played Bant Coco, you'd have Gideon Ally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, played I played Bant Coco, and then when Avison came out, I played like Green White. 
I didn't play tokens. I wasn't Steve Rubin. I wasn't insane. But I didn't have that foresight. <laughs> oh, to, right. Green, the, yeah, green-white tokens, yeah. What he won a Pro Tour with. Um, right. I didn't yeah. play that. But I did play, like, a green-white value-ish deck with, like... Because um, when Elder Spoon came out, I saw Gisela, and I was like, this card's absurd. So now everyone that's listening is learning my my, my card evaluation. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, Gisela, as a stat line, if she was a 3-4 instead of a 4-3, that card would have been 100% playable in Modern. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, a 3, a 4-mana 3-4 flyer with first strike lifelink. Like, yeah, before absurd. we had Fatal Push. Absurd. Yes, uh, if, yeah, before Fatal Push, like, every blue-white player was like, how do we beat Burn? I guess we had to play, like, Baneslayer Angel. Could you imagine curving that into Baneslayer? Ugh! Oh, so good. I miss it. I thought Giselle was going to be this this shit, and then I played her in Modern one time, and she got bolted, and I was like, oh, that's why we don't play her. <laughs> I learned a lot right I was now. like, the one matchup that this card was good for. <laughs> I don't one man a spell they play for. Yeah. Oh, man. It's it's so sad. It's fun to look back at at that, that time of my life when, like, I thought, like, Gideon Champion just was the shit. I remember one game specifically... I was playing FNM and it was for like a bunch of packs or some shit. I don't remember exactly. And I plus Gideon and put like five loyalty on him and lost the next turn. And I thought that was the coolest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I think it was like an empty board on both side. And I like plused. Yeah. And like, like he went up to nine and they're like, combat attack you for 10. I was like, well, damn it. Good. I've seen this. <laughs> I was like, damn it. There's thought coming. Shit. <laughs> I did, I did, I will say, and I, I wish I was older at the time, because I would have definitely wrote down or recorded it or done something about it, uh, where I did ultimate that Gideon and won the game off the back of the ultimate. <laughs> like, if you want to talk about a win more Planeswalker, that's literally that. Sure. Like, I think he was like, I, like, removed all his creatures, I had a better board than he did, I had, like, two five fives or some shit, and I was like, yeah, ultimate Gideon, he's at, like, 19 loyalty, um, Exile all of permanence in my opponent. I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, next turn, I was like, zero attack for four. <laughs> we need everything out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. I could have, looking back, actually, I could have, like, attacked for, like, 19 plus two five fives there, but fuck. Or just, like, d- did that anyway, but, like, attacked for something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember. I didn't. I, my opponent flamed me for it, but I definitely passed, like, didn't attack. I was just like, fuck it, ultimate. Yeah, I don't want you to have the chance. <laughs> if you're if you're a better player, that'd be total BM. <laughs> oh my god! Like fucking pass through my up, untap upkeep draw like so damn fast. Like untap upkeep draw ultimate. <laughs> Just god. don't even give my opponent a chance to breathe. Oh my god! Oh, good times, man. I guess before we start going over the set, do you? uh do you have any stories of like when you first got into magic i mean for me it was like I, I, my first fnms were like here here are cards i have i, had I thought you like list. were a drafter right like that's what your buddy no, no, got no, no. you into oh no you actually played okay you played constructor no i i played a deck and then i i the pity like people felt pity on me like oh, no, i'm thinking I tyler played. that was tyler's story was he got brought in unlimited right no no not for me I, they were like just play red good red cards and they were like go to goldfish which i was like i've heard of it i was like okay and because i was just like these are the cards i had from random packs or whatever and it was bad and then the next week i was like well let's just draft instead because i was like 
le- learning from the digital Magic 2015 product. It's like I had the <laughs> fundamentals, I had, and I still stand by like the no, digital it was a, product. It, that it I was, wish I it played. It was a good product. Yeah. yeah, no, I wish I played that, and I, I it was free, and I didn't. Yeah, yeah. one second. Tell Oz I love him. Okay, sorry about that. No, the first time I... So, I, I the first week... First two weeks, I... I won my first match in the second game, and I was like... That was my goal. So I just want to win one. And then I won one. I was like, yes! And I left with, like, a booster pack or something, whatever. I was like, I did it. But then, like, the fall, the third week, I was like, you know what? I, I don't have... My deck is not good. It was, like, some sort of blue-green ramp deck of cards I had. It seems, I like, like, it seems like you. <laughs> nothing's changed, really. Yeah, I know. It seems like this lines up. So I was like, I'm going to draft. And uh, and, and I, bu- I drafted a blue-green <laughs> deck. I do think like it was, like, with my little brain, I was like, I think it was correct. I went 2-1. I was like, all right. <laughs> Which, I, I, dude, I'll take that. Like, no, no, I, I don't understand take that, dude. When I first started playing Limited, it was like 03 for like four weeks. Like, I yeah. could not figure it out worth a shit right and then right, right 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 and then later i think it was really when i stumbled into generation x but for the first time ever because i was like i i only knew if like this story was the um uh i can't think of the name it was in it was near tech uh, tcu on the circle drive uh, oh I, I oh man oh my god i know what you're talking about oh yeah that sort of does not exist anymore i don't think I, I I think it might die during COVID or not. Um, that was years and years ago. But anyway, that's where I played first, and then uh, I stumbled into Gen X because I had to drop off my 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 then wife to the airport. And I was like, "Oh, there's this this magic shop called Generation X. Let's check it out." And I was blown away. I was like, "Whoa, cards are in cases!" And, <laughs> yeah. And there, there was like, "These are the cards that people play when I watch YouTube." Like I was like, "The Siege Rhino card." And so I was like, "Mr. Shopkeeper, sir, I would like a few of these cards." And I was just like, "I want this one and this one and this one." And I was slow, so they were like letting it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't even remember who it was. It was helping me because uh, this is like two 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 in the afternoon or something like that. Yeah. So it was kind of slow, and they're like, "Okay," and then I was like, "All right, I have I I, I have good cards." I had, and then I bought the uh, I think I already had the the, the Abzan like dual deck. It's like you can play like green white versus Abzan, and then you can bundle it together to build like some sort of starter deck. It oh had the one yeah, Rhino, the thing like, they don't do anymore. And... <laughs> yeah, I, so I was like, "Oh, I had this, so I already have one Siege Rhino. I need three more." And my four Siege Rhinos, I still have those four. The, the, the promo the, art, right? Or the dual the, art yeah, or whatever? Yeah, the promo rhino and then the three normal art. Like, those are the four rhinos I have. Um, now, I got Anafenzas. I got Warden of the First Tree. And I just remember, like, okay, they played these. I wasn't following decks. I was like, these are just the good cards. And then that was my first deck that was actually, like, okay. I only had one fetch land. Um, I mean that's that sounds about right. No, well, it was included in the pack. I didn't buy fetch. Yeah, I was gonna say you probably pulled it out of like a pack. In the... No, it was in the clash uh, that that same pack they gave you the windswept. Oh, they did. Okay, because mm-hmm. I remember people telling me stories when I was working at Gen X of like you would buy those packs, and they would. I mean, every starter deck back then would come with packs, like mm-hmm. so, like you could get like something out of it. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I had so I like had played at like Siege Rhino with no fetches, basically, um, probably similar to like the first pioneer deck kind of 
yeah, of yeah. mid range. <laughs> and then I played the cards like, um, and then I was like, the, they played the clone card because this was like, you know, keep in mind this was Balfour's in the car uh, Oath Gatewatch era, so um, like the clone cards that had um, Converge was being played. Oh, at times. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that I played that like once or twice. I played uh, the Eldrazi Displacer. And I didn't <laughs> realize the Painlands, like, you know, like uh, Lenore Waste or whatever. I didn't realize that because the art said, like, tap, add one generic mana. Yeah, they, they got errated when Oath came out, yeah. Right. I didn't realize that that was colorless mana. I was like, oh, this counts as generic. So I was like, I had to play a basic waste with the Evolving Wilds. <laughs> I know, but no. It's, it's, well, no. It's, to, to be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you never looked for it, you'd right. have no idea because they were so selective about that. Like, it was the first mm-hmm. time I think Wizards ever really like did a mass errata on something, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, it was so because I didn't know about it until fucking like somebody told me, right? Because like I had a colorless commander deck at the time, and like I wanted to play Kozilek, but I was like, oh my, all my shit tests for generic. Yeah. Oh, dude. I I know. I'm glad I'm not alone. Like, I'm sure this was not just. Well, because that was the thing, and the ruling thing was like, if something makes a generic mana, it cannot be paid for a colorless until they were just like, all right, fuck it, everything's colorless. Like, if it generic is colorless. Yeah. And I, I, you know, it was just like Balfour Zendikar, they didn't have the colorless, like, in the casting cost. So it was like the the Eldrazi tokens that sack add one mana. It it said add add one generic generic, Yeah. And then the the new set, the one the same cards that made those same tokens, they said t- sacrifice add colorless mana or whatever. So it was just like, what like a oh yeah, different only, time. Yeah, I know it was it was wild. But anyway, it's uh, so, so crazy I, to look back at that. Yeah, I know that was so. Yeah, that was that was my that was me in, getting into magic, and then I started following. Uh, it was uh, Seth Manfield it was like, all right, black white control with Gideon allies and a car. I was like, this is dope shit. And that was... Yeah. So I played, like, a lot of black-white control, and then I played... Uh... And then Torrential was my first, like, I think this card's good. I bought them, like, $5 or 5 to $8 per, and then they immediately went up to 25 when people realized that that card is just a really good card. So that was, like, one of my yeah, first with, I think, too. like, when Control, like, took off, too. Right. Yep, exactly. When, uh... Whatever his name, the Shoda, no Shoda or Yuya or somebody like that was like, it, it was uh, Shoda, yeah, was it? Yeah, I don't remember, but yeah, they like played uh, Grixis Control and Kaladesh Standard, and people were like, "What?" Yeah. It was Grixis versus Jeskai Control in the finals, and that was that was a special, that was like a really cool pro tour, yes. with with All Star Dovid Bond, <laughs> yes. <laughs> The, the dopiest planeswalker that ever existed. Oh no, we just talked about Champion of Justice. That's true. Yeah, yeah. He played that on an empty board. And he's just a four mana four four. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh man, that's so crazy. 